talking to the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode number 98. Ooh. I'm I'm Dave Z. Hey everybody, my name is Christian Lucky Fedora Luciani. <laughs> you mean Fedora the Explorer? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Grimsby. Yeah, you're getting better with that. Yes. Grimsby. Yeah. Nice. This is going to be a laid-back episode, probably our last laid-back episode. Well, at least for the public, for public <laughs> consumption in a long time. Yeah. Before we go exclusive, let me let me say it that way. Because Speaking of only... public consumption, yes. for the public, would you rather eat your own <laughs> ear? <laughs> eat your own ear or drink your own semen? Your own? Oh, oh wow. That changes things. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking my own semen no matter what. That's true. Over losing a body part, that goes. No, I mean, I mean tonight I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Having a with glass no with supper. Yeah. With... Again, if you're a Patreon member, you know what we're talking about M- much more. Uh, we just had an intro to this show that that it's, that's exclusive, and we did an exclusive whole bonus show where we probably talked for 20 minutes about. You know, a choice between having your ear cut off, drinking semen, or having a poop pen shoved into your body. But that's that's another show that we've just done. We moved on from it. But right now, this very show, we were are very lucky because we only were given a little. Yeah, lucky, lucky, lucky. Four minutes into the show, you brought up lucky. I asked. Christian brought up lucky in the first ten seconds of the show. So there. He said, "Lucky Luciano and the hat." Uh, uh, Luciani, sorry, Luciano. Is that the fucking? That's the gangster. Yeah, I'm gonna do the whole yeah. show like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we don't have much. To... <laughs> <laughs> oh, another thing, we'll show that again. You got to be seeing this video. Oh, my God, that was funny. Um, I pi- I picture him like uh, in jail, like Ernest. Remember, Ernest goes to jail when he makes the uh, machine gun <laughs> bar of soap. You know why I don't remember that? Because I never watched the fucking Ernest movie. Me no. neither. Not really. I didn't watch any scene ever. I I I've seen Ernest goes to camp, so I half I lie a little. But there's like a okay. thousand Ernest movies. I know. I've never seen one. Not one. And I'm going to tell you why. I have a very good reason. Because Ernest for us was the guy in in the gas commercials, and he was always talking to Vern. That was his gimmick. That's how he got big. Okay, so now this Ernest movie comes out called Ernest Goes to Camp. We didn't even know his name was Ernest. If it, if it would have said Vern Goes to Camp, it would have made more sense at the time because no one knew what his name was. I, I'm not shitting you. So now Ernest Goes to Camp in this first movie, I did not see it opening weekend or anything, but I had friends that saw it when it first came out. And my question was, do we get to see Vern? Do we find out who Vern is? And they said no. I said, well, fuck that movie. I'm not going to watch. So because we've... What an opportunity! Everything in the, his whole gimmick was Vern. It's like the lady that said, "Where's the beef?" If you if she was all of a sudden in a movie and she never said, "Where's the beef?" in the movie, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" Well, I, I paid to see where's the beef. Well, she's a veg. She's a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> this Vern guy's whole gimmick was Vern. You know what I mean? Vern, 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 Vern. Every other thing out of his mouth was Vern. So now that he's given his own movie, how is Vern not even? mentioned or in the movie whatsoever to me that they dropped the ball even as a little kid i I found that stupid so for that reason and that reason alone i have not watched a nervous movie and i probably never will because yes i'm picky 
We have this discussion earlier. I love it. I love it. Anyway, I can give you... yeah, I anyway. like the guy in Ernest goes to jail. No, you don't. I just, when, you did the machine, when you did the machine gun, it reminded me of the scene where he makes a machine gun out of a bar of soap. It was just a joke in the movie. He's carving the soap. All of a sudden, he's got a big, huge black machine gun. You mean that? That bar of soap? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, we weren't given very much to watch from our patrons for the for the first time in a long time. The only thing we were doing, our um, Scott, a.k.a. I don't even remember his real. Chris gave, gave us uh, two episodes of Hammer Horror to watch. Episodes of the, uh, what was the television show? Hammer House of Horrors. Hammer House of Horrors. And that's all we were given. Nobody else gave us a recommendation or anything. Nobody said, hey, watch this movie for, you know, because we're, we're paying you. So nothing else came up. So we said, hey, this is probably our last opportunity to have a laid back show, answer some questions, BS a little bit, and just have some fun before we go exclusive. So. That's what we're doing tonight, and I'll tell you, I'm looking forward to this. I I, re- I I think that's why we're all in such a good mood. Like That's why the Patreon <laughs> bonus was so you know, relaxed, and we were cracking wise and everything. We've, I think we're all in really good spirits. Plus, it's like, you know, it's not even 2 in the afternoon yet. We don't usually record at this hour. So yeah. Get the house to good. myself. Yeah. I was going to do the this show is... just wearing the fedora and nothing else. Well, you guys talked me I... out of it. You could if you just zoom in on just your face, like that, like that yeah. scene in Brandon's favorite movie, Final Girls, when the girls are about to take off all their clothes and they just zoom in on her face instead. <laughs> we could do that. Final Girls, hell yes. Hell yeah. Final Hella good. Girls. That shit is mint. It is pretty mint. I'll give you that. You know. Don't say hey. my words. I've been looking at your guys' list. Don't make fun of my list. I've seen some weird fucking lists so far. Well, you got weird fucking listeners, and there's weird fucking podcasters out there, much like us, you know? But yeah, it's uh, two episodes from now, everyone's going to hear these, the results of these crazy-ass lists. But yeah, I think you, I think you guys are in for a treat. We're going to have a laid-back show. We're going to have a lot of fun, and, you know, we might even take you too far. Who knows? Because so far, we, we kind of have. Tonight. Episode 100 is going to be fucking epic, though. It really oh, is. I, it's so. really, it's, it, I think it could potentially be our biggest show. I hope That's, it is. That, well, it will be our longest because we've done some fucking no, crazy I, long no. shows. But epic and, and scale, the top 100 of, of the, the fucking decade. decade. There's, yeah. I, you know, just from looking at these lists and, and seeing what's on them, like, this might be the best 10-year period in horror. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, more on statement. that. Uh, yeah, more on that on the show because I think I, 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 I get what you're digging here. Um. Yeah, it's 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 a fresh decade, man. I'll tell you that. It really is. It's a fresh decade. Yeah, you yeah. know, because again, if you want to create your own decade, I could possibly possibly pick a ten year period that you know would. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying even cre- from- I'm I'm saying even creating your own ten year period, you know, it's it's strong. I'm I'm looking at yeah, people's, you know, ninety yeah. to a hundred, and there are some really good films that people are given. You know, one point, two points, too, and it's just right. like, man, I, you know, if you said, you know, you can only have a hundred films, you know, that you could watch forever, this list is pretty representative of like probably the hundred films I'd want to have. Just that hundred? So you don't want to watch? You would take those hundred from the two thousand tens over anything from the seventies and eighties? You're trying to tell me? I'm saying as a group of a hundred. Okay, of a group of a hundred. So if we yes. did the seventies or the eighties or the nineties. 
Like, of I'm course, curious. of course, I want stuff like The Shining and The Exorcist Damn and stuff straight. like that and, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But I'm saying for, for a decade period, including those films, you'd have a stronger hundred here, I think. Than... I'll tell you what. I will tell you this. I don't think I can make a top hundred list of the 90s or a top hundred list of the 70s. I don't think that there are a hundred movies. I, I don't think I could do it. I uh, And... Maybe shame on me for the 70s, maybe not for the 90s, because we all know about the 90s. But uh, th- maybe shame on me for not being more ventured in the 70s. But I- I've-, I've-, I've watched a lot, but I don't know if I can think of 100 movies that are list worthy where I know in the 80s I could. But I-, I might just do that for my for fun for myself. I might try to make a list of the top 100 movies from the 80s and then compare it side by side with the 2010s. Yeah. And then yeah. now we're talking. I'd like to see that, and if I if I had to go on a desert island, what I would take, because that's it's thought provoking. See, I thought about this the other day, and the reason why I said it is because I thought to myself like, what what's you know what's my love from the eighties, and it's you know it's it's a lot of slashers, but I don't rate them as high as these other films, but there is a certain enjoyment factor to those films, more so than maybe a more artsy film that might appear on this decade's list. I'll tell you what, slashers for sure. Slashers to the '80s are found are found footage movies to the 2010s, for me in every way, shape, or form. I I I love a lot of them. They were both made on the cheap and they were both trendy. But I think that I, I get a certain feel watching found footage movies done right, and I get a certain feel for slashers done right. I think the only difference is this: even when slashers are end up being bad, I still have would have a lot more fun watching a bad slasher than a bad found footage movie. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. But there's no such thing as so bad it's good. And I just had this discussion on Watsy, which hasn't dropped yet, but this is truly my feelings. In the 1980s, when we rented movies, and I know I'm repeating myself to people that have heard that show, but it bears repeating, I think. When when we rented movies in the 80s, 90% of the time, we were going to have a great time that night because even if the movie wasn't great, we would end up having fun laughing at the movie because it would have a lot of moments of so bad it's good i don't think that exists in the 2010s no and, and it doesn't it doesn't right there's just something there that it's just not there bad movies now are just bad movies and it's like i think a lot of it has to do with the characters i think there's the characters in the 80s were a lot more fun to watch where characters in 2010s i don't know i just i just don't feel it well, you're also not getting together with a group of friends, going out to pick the movies, then coming back and watch them as a group of people. They, and now you're either, if you're going to, I mean, I'm sure people still do that, but I'm not doing that anymore. I'm watching them with my daughter, by myself, maybe with my wife here and there. Done. Occasionally with a friend at the theater. But I don't have friends over anymore to watch movies yeah. at home. Uh, and now that might be watch parties online. It's not the same fucking thing. No. It's not the same. Uh, and guess so what? That was an event. Uh, that was something that was going out. That was doing something. You might have a few drinks, whatever it may be. Well, so now bad I wear my good fucking was, fedora. So bad it's good was accidental back in the it's day. Definitely. Whereas today, it, it feels like when they do it, it's it's forced, and you're just like bullshit. Like, why did you just try count. to make a good movie? Yeah, exactly. It does not count. You can't try to make something so bad it's good. I don't exactly. care what anybody. To me, yeah. that that's failure. Some people like it. They they okay. Well, I'm in on the joke. Ha ha. This and that, but. I just don't see how that has legs. There's nothing magical about it to me. Like things that when I look back at the eighties and watching, there was magic about that night. We had fun picking on this and then this guy looks like this guy who's famous and da da. And why did this guy say this stupid thing? And they were trying to do something good. They were trying yeah. to make a series movie and they failed, but we still found humor 
in their failure. Exactly. And that was a lot a it, lot of those cheap slasher films. You know, they were trying right. to make they were trying to recreate the magic of, you know, Halloween or Friday the thirteenth. Cash in and, on the magic. Yeah, cash in on them True. and, and, and capture the magic and a lot of them failed but they were enjoyable because they were so bad or you know they weren't good but they were still enjoyable so you could laugh at them and have a good time with them speaking of which there was a movie that i've rated as probably one of the worst movies i've ever seen called the weirdo i may have talked about on the show before it's an andy milligan film this movie we rented as a group of friends watched it as a group of friends made fun of it as a group of friends it's always been on my list of like the worst, and I fucking just found out it has a special edition Blu-ray. So yeah. other people have obviously felt the same way about this, and I just I will never buy it. I I'm no. not that like even though I remember it was a shit movie. So I don't ever I don't want to support it. It's like a Spookies. You know but what I'm saying? But, but here's but here's the thing with Andy Milligan films. Like I, I've seen I've seen a bunch of them, and all of them are really you know they're ultra low budget. But he I don't think he was trying to genuinely make make good films. And like I don't know, his story's kind of tragic because he he died broke and all that. But like I don't, there's a certain charm, and I respect that. And I've seen a couple of his films, and I enjoy them, even though they're. You know, if you look on IMDb on Andy Milligan's films, all of them, like the highest rating is like a 4.0. Like that's a good Milligan film. They're all super yeah. low rated, but there's a certain charm to some of them. So I, I kind of. That's probably why he got the special edition one. This may yeah. be, maybe this is his most notorious one. I don't know because I didn't know much about him. I just realized that he had this sort of cult following uh, later on. Yeah. This was just a movie that had a bad shitty cover art that was in the horror section that we rented. And I just remember a guy's hand getting lopped off by a butter knife and there yeah. being a plot twist that didn't make any sense. That's the one, Dave. Visual of the weirdo <laughs> cover art coming up. Uh, and I, I was in uh, Cinema One, which is a, a retail chain that still exists that uh, has all the Scream Factory DVDs. And Well, I went in to order My Bloody Valentine on Blu-ray. I went in to order it. And while I was there, they uh, they showed me uh, well, a they they told me they were going to call me when they got got it, and they never called me. Pricks! I want to support oh. these guys. Physical store. I want to support them, and they never did get back to me. But anyway, when I went in, I saw that they had a copy of the Weirdo in the special edition Blu-ray. I could not believe it. This is going to be released, or it already is released. It's already released. I was holding it in my hands, and it costs like you know fifty fifty five bucks or something ridiculous. What the hell? Really? Yeah. See that's okay again. That's the problem. Um, why would why would you pay? Uh, this movie is like a four point one on the B. Okay, why would you pay thirty dollars or, or more for a Blu-ray of a movie that you know is a shit ball like that? It doesn't. And again, people maybe haven't seen it, but there, it doesn't make sense to me why the collectors do this blindly. Because they're collectors. Because they yeah, have the spookies. They but I don't collect have... pieces of shit. Well, you're a, collect, you're a collector food. like I am. They you're a selective everything. collector. There are collectors who just buy everything. And then there are people who might just be nostalgic, might have watched these films when they were younger, caught them and like, oh, man, that was so bad. But, man, I want it because I remember from my childhood. Look, I watched um, I two it. of his films, Bloodthirsty Butchers, which has a 2.7 on the B, and uh, Torture Dungeon, which has a 3.6. I watched them both last year. As part of my, you know, eleven hundred plus films that I watched, I enjoyed both of them. Actually, they had a charm to them. 
they're they're bad, but I mean I'm not buying them, but I could I could see people, you know, wanting to have these types of movies in their collection. But there, there's nothing wrong with that. But like look, okay, the Prey was the movie we all laughed at a lot when we were kids. Yeah. Okay, now the Prey. I found a VHS site that rips VHS to DVD, and I probably spent $5 on the DVD like less than 10 years ago. And and what happened? Watched it with my friend, the same friend I saw it the first time with, and my brother, and we had some laughs. I'll spend 5 bucks on something like that. But now, apparently, now I The Prey comes out on Blu-ray from Arrow or one of those, I forgot who it was. It was, dropped this, was it? Okay. Yeah. It's probably like a $30 price tag. To me... That is utterly ridiculous. And people think, oh, it's a lost slasher. It's going to be great. Well, it's 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 a fucking turd. Okay, but I complain. Brian, Brian Samson's loved it. Brian does love it. didn't love it, but he liked it a lot. Well, he does get something out of it. That's fine. I get I get humor I laugh at and everything. But the thing is, I don't care that people enjoy it. You want to spend your money on whatever you spend your money on. I'm not going to say you're, you're wrong. or But I think that if people were sele- more selective as collectors – the it, it's it's freaking supply and demand we control the market if you blindly buy all these turds without knowing anything about them just because it's the first time i on blue they're going to keep raising these prices oh and yeah factory and arrow and they're all going to keep gouging us for freaking 35 dollar movies and it's bullshit people it's people bullshit. have driven people have driven up the prices because of one phrase no that control I fuck, that i fucking hate this is the one phrase i hate Day one purchase. Oh. Why does it have to be a day? Can't you wait till the price drops? No, everyone's pre-ordering everything. And listen, I'm not going to, oh. for the sake of Arrow, with something like My Bloody Valentine or something that comes with posters and stuff, I can't fault people for pre-ordering. Because that's cool. Right. Yeah. What did I say? You said Arrow, but we I, me- I meant Scream, yeah, with the, with the posters. But, uh, but everybody is always, whenever they see a movie that they're excited about, day one buy, day one buy, pre-order, pre-order, $34.95. Are you F kidding you, me? F Come you. on. <laughs> yeah. The prices Sorry. have only gone up. There's only a certain handful of movies. I even got, uh, like, when when My Bloody came out, I'm like, I'm only going to get it if it makes sense price-wise. Otherwise, I'm not even going to look at it. And then they said, oh, I'm not even going to get into it because I got all pissed off because I was supposed to, there's supposed to be two copies that came in and whatever. But the I stand corrected. The weirdo was like 33 bucks. But still, that's whatever, that's the ridiculous. thought process went through my head, Brandon. There was a split second there that said, I remember this movie. Maybe I should get it because it was I actually put it on a pedestal of being one of the worst. Yeah. So maybe I deserve to have it in my collection as having that distinction. I said, fuck that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> then I came to my senses. I said, fuck that. Right. If you're made of money, I guess, fine. If you want to do that. But I mean, it's like. For what reason? Like, I won't even spend $30 on a 4K of Joker. You know what I mean? I'm not going to do it. I just got Joker for $17 because I'm a smart shopper. Something and I know how to do it. I'm a selective collector. The four fucking K. I know how to do it. I think, I just wish that people would just control themselves and not act like children and say, oh, I got to have it now. It's like it's like getting the catalog when you're a kid. And say, oh, oh mom, let's go to the store right now. Uh, this video game is out. You got to get it right there. Just... If you play the damn market, let the price drop. The, Arrow has sales a couple times a year. Scream yeah. has sales. If they if they have an overstock on things, and, and they screen, will yeah. sell them cheaper. And the Scream sales are ridiculous now because the prices are what they used to be normally. But that's when I gotta wait for it. You know, I gotta wait to pick up my bloody Valentine on sale for twenty seven dollars. <laughs> like Come that on. used to that used to be the original retail price. Yeah, that used to be. It's it's so crazy, but the. Uh, I, I I haven't bought a movie in a year. 
Oh, I, I bought movies. I bought My Buddy Valentine, and I bought Candy, but I got Candyman. I did spend money on the ones. I'll do it a couple times a year for something special like that. Their first time to blue or a big remaster, and maybe I do want the poster. It does, and I did it for Creep Show. Okay, so I've done it a few times, but I don't do it every release. And if Arrow or or freaking Vinegar Syndrome or somebody puts out something like I'm not going to do it for the prey, and I'm not going to do it for these movies. I'm just not. It doesn't make sense to me. Spookies and shit like that. Let the price drop. I don't know what's worse, that or the freaking T-shirts. I have a real real problem with the t-shirt companies with $27 plus being the price for a t-shirt now. I and, and and people don't have a problem spending that kind of money and it frustrates me. T-shirts I, are not I, worth I, that kind yeah, of money. No. T-shirts should be 15 bucks. I, and dude, I, yeah. I, I have a price right. limit that you just say, yep. this is all I'm going to do. Like I, For everything, like parking. Yep. I hate going to Toronto to park. If I have to personally park in Toronto... It pains me because it's twenty or thirty bucks, typically that, thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah. And I'm instantly like, it's thirty bucks. Yeah, it's like, like a minimum. You know, five to ten oh. is like my range that I want to. Yeah. That 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 makes. I don't want to pay it, but that at least makes sense from a parking standpoint. T-shirt, same thing. You put a price point. Nothing over twenty. Nothing. I agree, Brandon. Fifteen sounds like it should be right. Yeah, I'll put that. I agree. That difference in price. Movies, same thing. Like, I used to spend, but I used to be an idiot. I used to spend on laser discs. The Bound, I had, I told you, I've talked about them on this fucking show numerous times. The Platoon, it had, it was like bounded like it was a, a journal. And it, it had the whole script at the front. It was like 150 bucks. Uh, you know, Phantasm was Oof. like 110. And, but like, you thought, at that point, you thought you're getting something because it was packaged and whatever. Like, this is when special editions were not the norm. Now yeah. they've become more the norm, and now, now like thirty something bucks seems fucking reasonable. Dude, everything's people. a special edition now, Still, and there's nothing exactly. special about them anymore. That's the problem. And Blu-rays have. They, here's the deal: a lot of them suck. A lot of them, and someone, uh, what's his name, James Ralph, the angry video game nerd, uh, recently made this video, and, and people were up in arms because he was saying how Blu-rays suck because of this, this, and this. And for the most part, he was misinformed because he was talking about. Regular Blu-rays, like, you know, not horror movie specific and not collector's edition of yeah. stuff we want. Good collector's editions that, that come from Scream and that come from Arrow, they come with bonus material. Yeah. They, they come with a documentary or two, and they come with things we haven't heard before or first-time commentaries or things like that. And that stuff is great. That I do not, but a lot of them, a lot of modern Blu-rays for, you know, regular stuff that comes to the theater that isn't horror – they they do suck. I'm not talking about visually and the sound, but I mean the physical media aspect of it sucks to the point where there's no bonus anymore. It comes with a trailer. There's no bonus to anything. There's no commentaries. They're taking away more and more. And we're on DVD. That used to be a selling point. Buy this DVD to get this. So I I will meet him halfway. He he he's full of shit when he's talking about you know certain things because we as collectors know that some of the stuff is worth it that comes with all the bonus stuff like i have so many freaking blu-rays here i've decided one day i'm for a month i'm just gonna sit down and not watch any movies that month and just watch all the bonus stuff and the documentaries that i never watched from those blu-rays otherwise it's going to waste because there's a lot of good documentaries yeah site location there's tons of shit watch them i mean you're paying good money you get that but for the most part 
that's something that's taken away from like, like getting more Warner Brothers is freaking putting out special edition things. They're not. You can't even get chapter searches in some of them sometimes. It, it's crazy. And a lot of them don't have the resume feature. When all, not all DVDs, most DVDs, if you stopped your DVD in the middle and shut your TV off and you came back on and you press play, it would resume. Blu-rays, I'd say only 25% of them do it, which I, I don't get. That. I hate that. I hate it too. The <laughs> technology should be better. So that, that is a, a legitimate complaint about Blu-rays. And when Screen Factory first came out, I was one of the few people that had something to complain about. Even though I was happy that Halloween 2 and 3, they re-released them for the first... This, this is the early days of Screen Factory. Here, and nobody know. Everyone was so happy to have them, as was I. But nobody noticed that there was no chapters on it. What? So put in your Screen Factory original Halloween 2 or Halloween 3 and try to do a chapter... You can't do it. There were no chapters on that thing. So you had to what? shut it off. That's crazy. Yeah. I know it is. But nobody cared because they were so jazzed about having the new artwork and everything else. And it's the first time it's come to blue and it's an it's independent company, a couple documentaries. I get that. But I, I was I remember watching it the first that first Halloween and I want to watch two and three because they were newer. And I'm watching them and something happened and I, I had something happened and I wanted to go back and go to a chapter, do something for some and I go, wait a minute. There's not even a freaking chapter search on these Blu-rays. What kind of shit's this? Nobody seemed to notice that. See, you guys didn't even know until I brought it up now. So I, I never had those those releases, but that would that would have angered me. Yeah, it, it was frustrating. But anyway, I don't know how we got on all that, but I'm just oh, I'm glad we have laid back. Right on. I'm glad we have what we have though. No, I mean we have all these things coming. Just I wish people were smarter, a little more selective about what they purchase because they're just going to continue to gouge. When they purchase, especially. It's like, slow down. You don't have to pay those high prices. You're probably not going to watch it. You're probably going to get it, and you're going to freaking not even take it out of the wrapper and put it on your shelf, and it's going to sit there for six months. Hey, we've all done it. I, I, I went through, because uh, my wife wanted to bring up some, she was like, let's display some movies back up here. I went back, and I found out there was like a, a handful of Blu-rays that I hadn't even opened yet. So I, I used to do that, too, and I made it a point of not only did I sell off a huge part of my collection and I only collect physical media horror now for the most part, unless there's like a movie that I really love. But for the most part, it's strictly 99 percent horror. But I went back and I opened everything that was unopened. Well, I was I like I, I, it took me like it's like hours of me literally opening movies. I, I have made it through most of my collection. I, I would say I would say I've seen. 85% of the movies in my collection still have a lot to see, but, uh, but yeah, but I'm not, I'm not as bad as I used to be. Cause I used to just buy everything. Yeah. You just, just get it. I just want to have a huge collection. Like not quantity, I, quality I over that, quantity. I did that well right. before I knew about anybody videotaping their rooms and this, that, and the other right. thing. Like I did that with VHS. Like we probably all did. I did that with, with laser discs. Like I've talked sure. about it. And I did that with DVD. Then like Brandon, I sold off a, shitload of dvds before i realized well i can make videos and people would actually watch me showcasing my fucking <laughs> wall of dvds are you fucking it's the nuts? show me it's the show me generation yeah. it's it's the, it's the look at me generation hey That's i like to i is. like to look at my collection it's not a huge so collection for, for somebody who's been collecting 20 plus years now since dvds came out it's not a huge collection i like to look at it but i've never i don't think i've ever showed it occasionally i might take a picture and just like, like send it to guy. the group chat yeah <laughs> Like a dick to, to scale. <laughs> well, I don't know something funny. <laughs> My daughter, oh, okay, thir- 13 years old, says something. <laughs> I, I, I'm coming 
coming down my stairs and I, I have my posters lined up in such a way that I'm coming down the stairs into my into my basement, my horror room, that it, it's like an ascending thing. So one one's here and one's here. It looks nice. I got five on this side. I got two on this side. And then I got the whole freaking thing decorated with all these posters I have. So I, I, I noticed that the ones that, that are have dark backgrounds, you can't see the detail as much because the light in the hallway isn't anywhere near as bright as it is down here. So there I am switching rods. I'm going to put the ones that have a white background here coming down to look better so you can see these better and put this over here. So I'm, I'm doing all these things and I'm going back. And, and I do occasionally like to flip to switch things around uh you know i put this i move the posters around i don't they don't always stay in the same spot all the time i rotate them so i was doing something she goes well, what are you doing because she hangs out down here a lot when i'm watching stuff upstairs and i'm doing this poster thing i said well i told her what i just told you and then she's like she's like dad nobody comes down here but you <laughs> <laughs> and she had a point i said i know I, I know what you're saying but i i want to have it a certain way but it's funny that a kid you know, can have that. Well, nobody sees it but you. What are you so worried about? You know, your collection being this and that, and this poster being in this order, and this that, the other thing. I go, oh. That's a I go, you're right. That's, you know, I what, know. Though? That's I, I think I think the same way though. I think one day, you know, when I have my own uh, my own horror room where I could just set up my shelves nicely, to put up put up posters and stuff. I have no interest in you know showing it off to other people. I'm. It's just. It's literally just for me. Right. I do that's like it. to show it to someone that's interested. Like, if my, my friend comes over, my friend Scott. Oh, I'm, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll see Scott, come down here and check it out. I got more posters. Because he'll be able to look at the posters and appreciate, oh, I remember that from the VHS days. And, oh, that, that's Suck a, me you off know, in front and, of this Halloween poster. You want to drink my semen <laughs> yeah, yeah. or cut off my ear? <laughs> it's your only option tonight, Scott. Pick one. <laughs> pick a poster and pick an ear. Pick it quick. <laughs> We should rename our Patreon levels of that. <laughs> Shut up, semen. <laughs> Cut off ear. Eat, eat your ear. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> or poop end. Poop end to the top. Oh, by the way. Poop end to the top. <laughs> sounds good. Poop, poop end to the top. <laughs> we do have a poop enter. We do have somebody that has the golden ticket. And no, we'll not we do anything a- with it. He just wants to support, supposedly, he just wants to support the movie getting made. Breaking news. Breaking news. I'll edit that part uh, I, out. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's breaking news. I just got this message. Breaking news. I, the movie's canceled. Thanks for the money. <laughs> <laughs> I just got this message yesterday. And I specifically saved it for the show because I knew we'd be talking about patronage and things like that. But here's what happened. Our, our friend Forrest, and I'm not going to pronounce the last name, Schoenlieber. How's that? Uh, he signed up. He's got the golden ticket. He's got, he's, he, he's the highest um, headache for life. Um person we have he, he, a generous donation and you know he wanted a sticker and i'm like yeah anybody that wants a sticker get the sticker so he sent a message for a that Grant and i haven't sent them out yet we're gonna go they can get stickers of course like sure. at that level i'll give them an ear them. i'll give them an ear and a, and a shot glass of semen <laughs> for that <laughs> film it for the movie uh. So I asked him, I go, what would you like, you know, what would you like to do? You, you know, what do you want to do? You basically have the golden ticket. Name, name what you have and, and we'll tell you if we can work with it. The answer is probably yes. So he said this. Um, okay, I, I'd 100% love to get the chance to talk with you guys and be on the show. So it is going to happen. Awesome. And I said, hey, come on, right. let us know what you want and, and we'll do it. You know, we'll discuss what you want to discuss and we use Skype. Just make sure you got you got Skype and you got a mic you can plug in and, and some earbuds. I mean, and then we'll go from there. But, but that's forced. my favorite option that a, a lot of people did not take advantage of. That I'm glad. I know. Uh, I'm glad some people have. I mean, we had the Ram Man. We had, of course, Christine, and now uh, 
We'll get Forrest on. Watson didn't even fucking pay a cent to get on. I love Watson. <laughs> I, I, you're not going to get me to say anything bad about Watson. I know that. <laughs> Sorry, he's been very mad at me lately. I'm not saying anything mean about Watson. Good. You should not. You should I, not. And I love Watson. I do too. Now later on, we're going to be more messages because we got some questions from patrons. From patrons. Yeah, so I'm going to read some, this one some, now. We got some posts also on the Facebook group page. Nice. And we have this one now. I'm going to read just because I'm in the message section, and it does pertain to the show specifically. Um, I'm going to read it because it's a, it's a, it's a nice email. It says, uh, not email, a message. Are hey you guys. Read it? Yes. Hey guys. <laughs> I'm going to read it. <laughs> Been listening to you guys for a few months now and finally decided to join your Patreon. You guys are, without a doubt, my favorite podcast, horror and non horror. You're way better than most, if not all, of the top tier podcasts. I work graveyard shift and always need new content to listen to. I've sampled other pods but can never get into them. I've went through all your episodes and listened to several of them more than once. Now that you guys are going Patreon exclusive on to contribute so you guys can continue to produce your shows and I can continue to listen. Since I've signed up for a feature review, I would love for you guys to review Brian De Palma's Dress to Kill. Yeah! Yes! From my recollection, it was high on Christian's top 50 slashers list. Brandon spoke highly about it and Dave hasn't seen it. So I would love to hear you guys do an in-depth review of it. I hope you guys continue the show for years to come. And to continue and continue to grow in popularity because the day at work won't be the same for me without the exploding heads. Clickety clackety, Jonathan Newcomer. <laughs> there oh, you have it. Thank you. Yes. yes. Thank you for the the, yes. the kind words and thank you for that recommendation. I I was about to watch that the other day, so now this is perfect timing. I want to watch that body double. Nice. That's great. Nice. So yeah. So thank you. Uh, there's been many patrons that have joined. Thank you to all of them. And maybe next show, maybe show 99, that's going to be what we – actually, he's the first, it's first come, first serve. If he chose it, we're doing it. So Dress to Kill will be on show 99. I think I have the blue. I hope I do. If not, I might buy it. See, that, that that's how I am as a collector. When I know I have to watch something, I'm going to immediately go and search and see how much the Blu-ray costs. And if it's under $20 – then I'm probably gonna get it freaking through Prime. That, that's great. That's Criterion too. Oh, is it? It's only through. Oh, well, well maybe just not. to kill. Yeah, just to kill. Criterion. I, I, I knew Blue. It was. That was one thing I was just about to bring up. I feel like the Palma doesn't get the special treatment on his movies as much as other directors. His Pretty sure film, just to kill is Criterion. I'll double check. I don't think. I didn't think it was, for whatever reason. But, uh, well, I'm looking right now. There's yeah, a second yeah. printing. Wow, there's 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 two printings and there's like three different ones. Holy cow! I know Blowout, oh. which is one of my favorite films, it got as the Criterion uh, treatment. But uh, just Jessica Jessica has a a uh, Criterion for 28 on Amazon. Awesome! I didn't even know that. How did I not fucking know that? Seventeen dollars from MGM, but it only That's looks what like I've it's got. the the regular the regular blue. It's only average quality, so hold on. Let me see if there's a better quality one. I'm going to get it. This one is better. Okay, who's making this one? Criterion, of course. Okay. Ooh, boy. Arrow. I'm going to arrow put it out, too. I'm going to eat my words because I have – I put it on my wish list to get the arrow one. But quite frankly, I'd prefer the, the Criterion. Yeah. I, I like Criterion. But, yeah. Uh, I, I don't well, own enough Criterions. But... They were the Criterion the... sales. The Criterion sales, when they have them – they mark all the Blu-rays down to twenty bucks, the nineteen ninety-nine, which is fair for them. They they put out, they've never put out a non-quality release. 
man, I got to see if there is a sale because it's $28. So, yeah. But then again, I may already own it. I got to look it up and see. That's why I got this handy dandy movie thing. <laughs> Dress to Kill. Let's see if I have it. I don't know. I got to look into that, though, my collection. But anyway, uh, so we will be doing that, that next show. And I'm look, I'm looking for. I did. I have seen it since then. Because I remember talking. I do own it. Yes. I own this Blu-ray. All right. I'm good. Cool. Check his phone collection. Yeah. Well, it's all in here. I have this app and it has everything in it. You know what I mean? That's why I have this. I need to know before I can buy. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, why would I? That's how I can look it up instead of having to come downstairs and look. So I'm happy. He says I have 1,353 Blu-rays. Rock and roll. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, man. I told you I've done good. But But I'm a smart shopper. You know what I mean? Like I just told you, I got that Joker for $17. Yeah. Because tricks of the trade, baby. You know what I mean? Well, but anyway. My, I, I've, I've even mentioned it on the show before. Most recently, my collection has grown in Blu-ray because of freaking Justin Dickinson or Mr. Dickinson sending me Blu-rays of things that he's double dipped in or that he upgraded and he'll send me his old DVDs and whatever. But he sent me Blu-rays as well. And, and that's recently, my collection has stayed the same because no one sends me shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it all goes back to that solo cast you did. <laughs> I don't remember yours knocking any socks off. It you knocked no one's socks off. <laughs> I liked yours. <laughs> fucking skunk. None of them did, but it's you, okay. But you listened to it beforehand, and you're like, I'm going to put this out. I blame you for putting it out. Me? You should have just said, I lost the audio file. Can you re- re-record it, and uh, I'll edit it this time. <laughs> no, it's I'm kidding. Uh, you're making me feel like we're making fun of Watson, and we have to always apologize. You will never, you, you will never get me to say a bad word about Watson. <laughs> <laughs> I love All that. you guys are so thin-skinned now. I feel like I'm. Oh un- no, I can't say thin-skinned. I said that about Watson on the last show. We got upset. There you go. Everybody's so fucking thin-skinned. It's like being on Flake Book because mother, <laughs> mother, mother, fuck Flake Book. That's why I'm off of them because I got pinched. For literally saying men are idiots, I got a freaking 24-hour ban for hate speech. So you know what? Fuck you. you got, I'm not you coming back. From Facebook? You didn't know this happened? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> this happened like two weeks ago. Uh, somebody said something on um, uh, in Cut to the Chase. Somebody was requesting um, bikini pics from, from Lacey. Okay. That was now two I, weeks ago? I thought that was literally like a few days ago. Did you ever get those picks, Christian? Yeah. It was last week. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't even joke about it. <laughs> Lazy don't want to hear it and Dan don't want to hear it. Yeah. Well, anyway. Dan's sticking up for his girl. That's awesome. <laughs> That's fucking fine. That's all good. That's a whole other topic. But we started talking yes. about something, and I weighed in, and I said this and that. And then basically I got, I got out to the point that if I was a female, and I've said this many times, because men are idiots, I would do everything in my power to make money from them just because they're fucking. I would say, here, you want bikini pics? You gotta fucking buy them. You want nude pics? You gotta buy them too. I would. That's that's me because I, men are fucking idiots. See, I'll say it again. I am a man, and I have done things that are idiotic towards females. I've been played by women. I'm not too proud to say that I have been taken advantage of by more than one female in my life. I'm sorry. I've had a lot of fun with women. I, I'm not going to brag about my conquests, but I've been Sounds pretty like successful. But maybe I am. But I'm also saying I've also been played the fool. Everybody so, plays the fool. <laughs> that's right. Sometimes. I've been played a fool. I'm an idiot man. Like this fucking hat on. 
because we were given too much of the fucking uh, of what of chemical X. That's what I say all the time. Men were given too much of that chemical X, and it's always on our mind is sex, and it, it sucks. But so we're fools. So smart women can really do themselves a favor by taking advantage of that and making money. So that's basically what I was saying. I said, men are idiots. If I, you know, I would do this, I would be a cam girl. I would, I would make money off their dumb asses and make extra money just for basically doing nothing if I could. So I said something about that. Boom. Banned for 24 hours for, for fucking calling men. Who reported men you? Facebook themselves sees things and they declare it as going against their community standards. My God. Community. You know, I'm a, I have a whole anti-Russian page. <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you. I That's love you, Ruskies. I love him too. Yeah. I can even sing the Russian <laughs> nation. Vodka right? slurping. Oh, I love <laughs> you. You eating motherfuckers. Back in the USSR. Absolutely. Yeah. So, no, I got banned. They, they kicked me off for 24 hours just for saying men are idiots. Like, that is hate speech. I so, bet you it was a woman who kicked you off. <laughs> a thin skin. If that's one. considered fucking hate speech. I bet you her name was Watson. <laughs> that's the bottom line, though. You can't do anything anymore, and I'm pissed off. So, uh, not only did they kick me off for 24 hours, I said, fuck you. I'm not coming back then. That's the way it is. I will come back after episode 100 for our private page. You know what I mean? For the patrons, because then we can talk. But everything else. I'm sorry. I can't take part in it. They're freaking I fight. almost never post, and that's why I've never had an issue with it, because I don't get involved, because I don't—I not only believe that men are idiots, I believe that all humans are pretty much idiots. I write that and that's why I don't get involved. I'm yeah. just like, you know what? It's fine. I, yeah. like the, I like the small group that we uh, interact with, and uh, I certainly am looking forward to Patreon only. Right, and this is cut to the chase. There's not a whole lot of us there, but we're there, and we're friends there and everything else, and, and I didn't mean anything by anything. I just came on and said something, and, you know, Lacey said something, someone else piped in, Emma said something, and they knew I was joking, but they still made a point. You know, would you be mad, you know, if somebody asked for unsolicited uh, pictures of your wife? Brandon. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> and I understand why other people think the way they do. A guy came out of nowhere, and he asked Lacey, for bikini pics, which, okay, it's probably not the smartest thing to do. Would it upset me that much? No. I would just say, aha, very funny, move on. You know what I mean? But I understand everybody's different. And then someone said, what if someone did that to your wife? And I say, well, number one, I would take it as a compliment because they thought my wife was attractive enough to see the pictures. And number two, I would say, yes, you can have them, but you got to pay me something. And that's the way it is. And, 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 and my wife would be cool with it because my wife is like me. She is a fucking... She's a player. She's fucking nuts. If you're going to make money, if you're going to do shit, money is what, is, is what it is. You know what I mean? Whatever. I'd let my wife be a stripper if she wanted to. I would be a stripper if I could. I don't care. I, I'm loosey-goosey. I'm laid back about that shit, man. I don't care. I understand why other people feel differently. And I understand why Dan might get angry about it and message him and threaten him. And all. That's fine. That's you. That's really not my. I don't. I don't take shit that seriously. I don't. Yeah, care. but at the same time, but you I, gotta look at it this way: the the internet is full of of creeps. curves and creeps. Yeah, and creeps. So, like is. at that point, you you, you got. Unfortunately, you just have right. to like accept they're out there. They're gonna pop up, especially when you have uh, women online. They're just that's they do this all the time. It's sad that they do it, but it's disgusting, and you just gotta basically ignore it, block them, delete them, whatever, and and move on. Otherwise, you'll drive yourself nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole other thing, and it's 
but anyway, that's what it is. So I'm not coming back. I'm going to come back after show 100. To see I'm going to start stripping after show 100. I I'm wish I could strip the, now, home. I'll be taking off the internet. <laughs> I would strip now. I would show pictures of my dick if people gave me enough money. I don't care. I do not care. I, I, but that's me. I realize not everybody is like me. Just like I said, I don't care what you do with my body when I'm dead either. I just don't care. Dead is dead. I got I don't the ears. Care. Take the fucking ears. Eat them. I don't care. Do what you want to do. <laughs> I'm eating your semen. I don't care. I don't take myself that seriously. I don't take life that seriously. I, I just don't. I just I want to be laid back. I want to have fun and just it, it is what it is. But f- Facebook with those rules, I mean, come on. How flaky is society? That, that you can't, I can't say men are idiots without it being considered hate speech. <laughs> I don't get it, but at least make it hateful, goddammit. it! Right, next time I, I, right, I feel bad. I didn't, didn't really do some hate speech. <laughs> I feel really bad. I didn't do some hate speech. Yeah, if I'm gonna do the crime, if I'm gonna do the time, I want to do the damn crime. Yeah. It's like a woman breaking up with you because she's convinced you cheated on her when you didn't. You know, I'm like, fuck, I wish I would have cheated on you then. If that's the case, then I, I could have at least had fun, and now you got a good reason to dump me. But, you know, that's... <laughs> it is. That's like, friend, I had a girl... Fuck her friend on principle. <laughs> Dude, I had that happen to me once. You know what I'm saying? I had a girl th- think I, I was doing something, and I wasn't. And that's what I told her. I'm like, shit, I wish I did do it now, because now, I'm not, now it would have been worth it. But anyway. <laughs> worth it. <laughs> you know, on that I note, mean, let's review one of these episodes of Hammer Horror. Hammer House of Horror. Indeed. Let's do it. Indeed. What's first, B? Go ahead. Let's do them. All right. Let's do Hammer House of Horror episode number five, The House That Bled to Death. After buying it for a good price, a couple and their young daughter move into a house that was the scene of a macabre murder. A series of terrifying events force them to flee for their lives, but all is not as it seems. First thing I have to say, this didn't make any sense without watching the first four episodes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that, <joke. laughs> that was fucking terrible. Sorry. <laughs> was, that was a you joke, actually. That was a me joke. And it took a minute to process. I'm like, wait. Did I? Was I supposed to watch that? Did you imagine? Uh, <laughs> it was all leading up to that. Yeah. That would have been actually cool because in this one, there could have been a past. We could have seen more about the past. They could have explored the, the past of that house. And they could have, yeah, but then it would have given away ultimately where we went, which is really, for me, what lifted this this one up for me is was the reveal. Because I did not see that coming whatsoever. And I don't know if I've ever seen that done in a movie. What, the birthday party scene? The birthday party scene is awesome, but I don't think I've ever seen that reveal either. The, the way it ended. That was really oh, cool. The, the ending, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I that came out of left field. That raised it for me. I was like, well, it was good. Well, scene raised it. I thought that was something you never see in a film either as much either, to be honest. That, yeah, that was cool. You're right about that. <laughs> yeah. It's like a double, oh. you get like a double whammy. Yep. Of yeah, that was definitely greatness. cool. Yeah, that, that was really good, definitely. But I'm going to say one thing. Did she or did she not, when this movie started, movie, when this episode started, and you realize they're, they're moving into a place. We've been around the block. 
we have to assume that this house is going to be haunted. They're shopping for this house. They're going in. They're talking to this guy, which I guess is the realtor. But that's something that kind of confuses me because it seems like he has a lot more power than, than I thought. But anyway, we'll get to that later. That but, was his name, Mr. Powers. <laughs> that's true. That was <laughs> He's got a lot of powers. Well, it sounds like he Mr. was like the realtor and possibly the mortgage lender as well or something or yeah, financer or something. Uh, just the way I, they've alluded to him owning part of the house or hey it's england in 1980 who knows what the hell's going on then it was weird because they even said they're like he even said to him when he met with him later he's like he goes the house is as much of yours as it is ours or something yeah. again what is he talking about but anyway in the beginning when they're doing it did this not immediately remind you guys of amityville horror because that girl looked just like margot kidder that's what i thought i go i feel like i'm watching another amityville here it 100 percent struck me as that and I couldn't shake it the whole the whole show. I didn't get that to be honest. Wow. Yeah. Probably I couldn't it, get over it. It opens resentment. up with those old people and you're just cheering that guy on because you know <laughs> <laughs> Put another teaspoon in. Put another teaspoon you gotta in. Be just sure. to be sure. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but crazy opening. And then uh, unsettling too because it's a TV show. They one thing about these episodes, which I've watched two of, but I'm gonna go check out the rest of the, the series now. Is they get you with a good opening hook. They both of them had great opening hooks, and then you uh, then you get into the story, and it's good. It's good story. It's good story. Maybe a little a little long, even for a short TV show. Like I mean, I guess these are 50, 50 53 minutes, but I feel like it still probably could have got to where it was going a little faster. It's not boring by any means. I just felt like even at 50, 53 minutes, I'm like, I felt like the, the both episodes could have moved a little quicker. Okay. I know what you're, I know what you're saying, but, at, but for this particular episode, the house that bled to death, great character development, great character development. You really get to know this Peters family. You, you know, you got the, the husband and wife, you got um, William and Emma, you got their daughter, Sophie, you even get to know Timmy cat <laughs> and uh and the neighbors the evans gene and stuff and i think it's really well done you know because you know you i guess you would watch this and be like why are they spending so much time with these characters and ultimately what it builds to then it makes sense you know you know the ultimate reveal and everything it's like ah i, I see what's going on here and why it needs to be done and the characters are interesting enough and uh i'll tell you what i had a couple of theories throughout going on and none of them were were on pace with how this with how this ended so it got me and i thought it was, it was really gonna be a little well bit done. more straightforward i thought for sure i thought it was mostly gonna be a, just more straightforward uh, ghostly but one of the things i thought was funny is there the one point where they um have been scared but they're still working on getting the house ready and the mother and the daughter are going out and they're like she, uh, and they, they meet the friend at this across the street and they're like we're just walking to the shops and they make it sound like it's going to be like some elaborate walk you know maybe like 20 minutes down the road you find out when they open their front door the shops are literally right <laughs> across the street you see them out the door where they walk to across the street to meet her friend but then they're like it was right there i just thought that was yeah. kind of funny yeah. Didn't take away from the, it. Just an observation. No, no, that's good. <laughs> you know what was funny? Did, did you notice that uh, when the neighbor, when Jean first showed up and, uh, you know, she's helping, uh, she's helping Emma out and, and, and Emma's like, oh, can you hand me those blankets? And she puts like two or three blankets in her arms. And then she's like, I'm going to collapse if I don't put these down. Did you, did you 
Did you guys in? It was a heavy you know, wall. What was that? <laughs> Who said they were gonna collapse? The the mother, the wife. Oh, she she the didn't do what now? If she didn't put her blankets down, she was holding oh. like two blankets. Oh yeah, because the girl was gonna, the other girl was gonna take the milk upstairs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was hilarious. It, it was literally two blankets she was holding. Because <laughs> she was pretty tired. You know, with the reveal though, some of the early scenes didn't didn't make sense because I thought it was gonna be a straight up ghostly as well. Especially because of, you know, the effect of each of them getting locked in their rooms. The gas turning the opposite way while she's trying to turn it off. And the wall bleeding in in the daughter's room. That's, I, I still, you know, ultimately well, where it goes, it, I just can't see how it played out and, and was covered up so quickly. Because then, you know, all of a sudden it's it's not blood, it's rust. I'll tell you why. It is revealed at the end. But the thing about blood and rust, that could easily be a child's active imagination. You know what I mean? That I could see. But, I, I, you know what? I could, that's a passable enough excuse to me that a kid could see that and be scared and think it's blood or say it's blood. You know what I mean? But the other stuff, it is revealed. She said, I didn't know what you were going to do. No, when... I, I, I know that, but I still don't understand how he would have controlled that from a different room. I guess it is a little bit of a cheat. The pipe snaps off, and you see the knob turning the opposite direction. Almost like a, there's a ghost in the room turning it on while she's trying to turn it off. But, but yeah, no, you are right about, like, the explanation at the end, which I thought was actually cool to do that. So, like, she had no clue. But then again, I was like, did they have to go, did, did it have to include the cat? That's what I was thinking about. That's what yeah. pissed me off. Yeah, that, and that's that, why I was glad it ended the way it ended. It, exactly, me too. I was like, okay, like I, I get why you did it, but that was just too far. But you're right oh, about the gas too. Like the gas doesn't make any sense then. Like they're talking about the gas oh. leak. It's weird. I don't want to ruin it because I actually really enjoyed this. No, 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 I don't no, want but, to ruin it either. I agree. But, but then that we've got to we we may have to go into spoilers now. This show is available on Tubi. I thought it was Prime that it was on. So when we went to it my is. Prime account. It's it on both. It's, it's not on Prime. It wasn't Canadian. on Canadian Prime. That's it. So right. then I got all freaked out. So right. Brandon saved the day telling me it was on Tubi because I could not find these fuckers anywhere else. Uh, and so I was very happy to find it on Tubi, and. We, I think we may have to spoil the ending at one point. Maybe not right yet, but I think it's worth discussing very quickly because I took it one way, but now I know exactly as you guys are saying what it, what you're saying. I'm like, holy shit, that was all something else. So now I need to almost talk about it. Also, the birthday party scene for, for, for that matter. The, exactly. the, the whole gift, the whole gift wrap sword. <laughs> like, that, well, that's that easy to explain now. Now we know where it came from. Well, we you know, know where it saying? came from, but like, how, how did it get slipped in there? Because it was just, everyone, everyone could have done that. Why every, not? Everyone was bringing their gifts up to Sophie. Oh, you don't think she had any gifts that day? You think you know how easy it is to uh, in in a bunch of gifts to, to to throw another one in there while kids are playing and everything my, else? My Darren would. <laughs> that mother was so yeah. to throw her son under the bus. Right. <laughs> That is funny. Yeah, but think about it. it. That would be easy to do, I think. There's you got a house full of people. You got kids doing what kids do. You got adults talking and BS, and they haven't seen each other in a while. He, that, that guy could have done whatever he had to do. Dude, that scene, that scene, that was tense because I don't know if you thought this, but for a second, given the backstory, I thought when they were all starting to drink tea and stuff, or milk or whatever they drink, they were drinking from the teacups. I thought the kids were going to be poisoned. Like Joe Jonestown. Or like that, yeah, right? well, yeah. well, that that was what I was seeing. 
That's what that's what I was seeing happen. Wow. Like, oh my god! I was like, oh my god! They're gonna they're gonna poison all these kids. Who did you? No, it, it even becomes cooler. <laughs> yeah, but I who thought, would poison the kids? The ghost, because that was the ghost. He poisoned the wife, and I'm just assuming at this point it's oh. the spirit of them. I'm thinking, okay, so the kids are gonna be poisoned. Oh my god, because they're drinking from their little teacups, and then the pipe breaks, and I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome. <laughs> Man, I never thought about that, but that's cool. Here's the funniest part, though. When he grabbed that woman, he told her to get out and freaking totally manhandled oh, her. Yeah, he, he just met her like a week or whatever ago. Some other guy's wife lives across the street from He's like, get out! <laughs> and he grabs her and throws her into that freaking staircase. I feel like it was supposed to be longer than that. I feel like you're supposed to think that they've been there for a few few more weeks months. or months or something like that at that but point. Well, there, was, there, like, there was a passage of time because they even because he even says like oh nothing had happened for a while and all of a sudden you show up again <laughs> well wasn't it three yeah. years later for the end scene no no the yeah, end the, scene the end he street. throws the girl out yeah it's it only when like they a... came over and the hand was in the fridge and he says everything's yeah. been fine since you haven't been but they had only hung out like maybe two or three times yeah. so you're gonna grab a neighbor woman i mean you don't you don't do that to any woman but <laughs> you know this is back in the 80s when you could abuse women you know this is... <laughs> it was like two it was like a few weeks later it was like a few weeks later i believe <laughs> I just found it so funny. He throws her into the freaking staircase. I'm like, why not? You could have just said, hey, you know, raise your voice. Get get out of my house. You know what I mean? You could, right. You don't have to but grab it, but it, woman. It, it, it just, her. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, wow. I, 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 I really want to away. talk about this ending now. Well, what do we I do? guess. Do you want to rate and, and just, or do you just want to warn people? Hey, we're going into spoilers. I suppose we could. I guess. I, well, I just. Yeah, I need to. I need to be sure because I actually didn't think what you were thinking until you guys are talking, and now I'm like, wait. Even though we haven't said anything, I could tell by what you're saying. Okay, we are going to spoilers, just to be clear for everybody there. I am anyway. Um, so there, you're saying it was just an insurance scam, and they got a million dollars out of it. And that it was, was basically. It? It's basically what people. This is basically a play on the Amityville horror. It, it's basically. What people say that talk, you know, talk negatively about the Warrens and the Lutzes and the Amityville Horror, that the whole thing wasn't set up from the beginning. There was going to be writing a book. Maybe it would lead to a movie. And that's precisely what happened. And they got paid. Yeah. So they knew they knew that there was a murder in that place. They knew a murder had taken place. Apparently <laughs> it was some horrific thing that happened. So they said, OK, let's take that. And spin a ghost story out of it. You go into this house where somebody was murdered. No one's been able to sell this house for the longest so time. We'll bring too. you in. That guy's. That's that the guy, weird part. He does. No, he's he's the, the right, he, wrote the, he wrote the book. He wrote the book. He's and he wrote the book. book. So he's a so, mortgage so lender, a real estate agent, and a, and a writer. Yeah. So, so they're cashing the, in. It was his idea, and they basically got involved, and we're making making all making money together. So then I thought it was the really girl was creative. possessed. Maybe the girl was possessed. Then at the end, and there was a, a ghostly part that. No. Maybe, no, you're saying no. Well, she, why no. did she take the knife to her fucking dad? Be because she, she was a young, because she was a young kid who was tormented by what he did. Right. Okay. And he killed the you, cat. There's even it's even foreshadowed when three years earlier, when she's laying in bed, and she pulls the arm off her doll. The doll shrieks, and she smiles. You could see like everything that's happening now is affecting her. You're you're only seeing what's happening to the mother. The mother breaking down because she's getting scared every time something's happening. She kept but the knitting needle shit and everything else from yeah. the woman before. Yeah. yeah. Everything that did scared. Everything... Okay. Everything that scared her. That makes sense. All the props I, I took it that, that maybe used. that I thought maybe they're giving you one other thing like it was 
insurance thing, but then no, she was affected by it. But you're right, she's reading the book, so that's just bringing her right back. Well, to she's it. Re- she, she's reading the book, but more than that, she sees the picture of Timmy. That's what happens. She sees the picture of Timmy, and it flashes every time someone saw a picture of that cat. Drink it, drink it, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just did. I gotta right. fly that. Any- I gotta put that across the screen there. <laughs> Anytime somebody saw a picture of that cat, something happened. Well, yeah. not a picture, but even the woman passed out when she saw the veal at the store, and she passed out. Remember, she saw the, the... veal Lemoyne. Wasn't it veal? Because <laughs> they got liver, 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 veal. Hey, Timmy, I'll take that, Timmy. That poor cat. Why would you? Ah, eh, whatever. Yeah, no, <laughs> a that million was, that dollars. Was, that was, it was still too. He it was wouldn't still have drank the piss. Who would have drank piss? <laughs> the dad wouldn't have drank the piss. He would have cut the cat's no. ear off. That, that's or right. It's, or its throat. <laughs> That's a shame. Do that to some cat and, and some little girl. Oh. But yeah, but uh, what B said that does uh, the stuff that happened in the movie was just done for plot convenience. Uh, upon further review, it doesn't make sense that those things would happen. You're right, but that's. So what are those co- kids complaining about them? They're getting covered with rust or are they getting covered with blood? And if they're getting covered with blood, what blood? And like it, it, the whole pig's part... blood, maybe yeah. cat's blood. <laughs> they didn't have anyway. forensics back in the day. <laughs> Drew, it could have been anything. Yeah. It could have been Caro syrup, as I as I called it the other day in the chat. Caro, Ko, whatever the hell that stuff's called. Ky syrup, anything. Corn syrup. I don't know. I guess it could, could have been red semen. <laughs> oh God! But, but yeah, them, then that whole opening when they come in and she's talking about the gas and the wall breaking. Like you said, that's all for us to be head faked. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who are they trying to sell on that? Us, the viewer, and I nobody thought else him meeting. I thought him meeting with Mister Powers at the bar was done too early because I'm like, you know, he's like, oh, thank you for inviting me into this and you know, make me part. And I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Why are they revealing this so early? But then they have like the 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 old switcheroo at the very end, and it's just like, oh wow, I didn't even see that coming. I just mm-hmm. thought I thought it was heading, you know, where uh, where he was trying to drive his wife crazy. Well, I didn't think that at all. I just thought he met with the guy saying we got to get out of the house. Oh no, I th- I thought he was trying to get rid of his wife. And That's family. what I thought. What? I yeah. thought they were. I yeah. thought they were planning it like he he was somehow responsible for the first one, and it was almost like a culty thing because that guy's very like, it, like he looks like he could be a cult guy. And then I thought maybe there was something that this house brought on that the husband had to kill the wife. That's where okay. I thought it was going. To be honest. Wow, I didn't catch any of that. Holy cow. <laughs> I just thought he was talking to the guy saying, you know, we got to get out of this house or there's issues going on. And he said, what can we do? We all our, all our money is tied up into it or something. Just like the Amityville Horror. Same I, type of thing. I'm actually really surprised this only lasted one season. It had, it uh, had like the guts to, to be a, like a Twilight Zone. Right. It, it, where did it air? It had to have aired in the UK, you, right? One year yeah. ago, 1980. Isn't that weird? And there, there were no real anthologies at ni- in 1980. You're right. I'm so, I'm really, and they were, you know, they're a big name. You would think that it would have lasted. Yeah, that's strange. And they're well produced. They feel yeah. they 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 all of the episodes, even though they're the more modern, they've got that hammer kind of atmosphere to them. I don't know. It's the film stock what they use, and the next one even like with with. Uh, getting into like it kind of has like a mansion in it and whatever, so it it just feels like the hammer that we we've talked about in previous episodes, but uh, yeah, and it was 1980 when horror was sort of becoming hot. 
Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, isn't that weird that when horror was hot, you can't really think about an anthology happening at that time? And you couldn't like, do this. You couldn't do an episode like this today either because of the way they just disappeared off the map. I thought that was that was kind of creepy and cool. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you because know, when they show up at when uh, Gene shows up at the hospital, he's like, "Oh, they weren't even married," and you know that's taboo. And then uh, they just vanished. It's pretty cool, man. It was a pretty good episode. I guess we should rate it and move on to the next. No, absolutely. Again, eight eight out of ten. It's it, it was solid. It was it was good. I like nothing inherently wrong with it. I just felt like even fifty minutes. Uh, this one was a bit better. The next one, I have a little bit more of a problem with. The next one, I thought it needed to move a bit faster to get to where it needed to go. This one, I was okay with, uh, and I want to check out the rest of the episodes. I think there's was there ten. Or 12? 13. 13, okay. Lucky 13. Yeah, 8 out of 10 for me, too. Super solid episode. Right on. For me, uh, 7.5. So, Ooh. yeah, I know. Favorable. It was a 7. That They got boosted up at that reveal at the end. Nice. Yeah, man. I was like, oh, wow, that, that's cool. You know? So, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in agreement here. We're, we, I, I definitely will watch the rest of them. For sure. Cool. So, yeah. me, too. I guess we can bang the next one out and then yeah, then we can check. do then we can do some questions and yeah stuff like that. All right, so the next episode is Children of the Full Moon. A husband and wife head off on holiday to the West Country but get stranded. They find sanctuary at a house in the woods where a woman cares for a number of children. The husband believes to be werewolves. Oh, I read that weird. After an accident, he wakes up in a hospital to be told the werewolf children were all a dream. However, his now pregnant wife has changed, developing a taste for raw steak, among other things. Anybody sort get of vibes like, of the Howling with this? I was like, I was like, uh, wow, this kind of reminded me a little bit of the Howling. Uh, and then yep. uh, the the thing, the problem with this one is it's great until the, he wakes the up in the hospital. <laughs> I think, I think I didn't like it. I wish it ended or or just extended from that scene. But then you wouldn't have had the whole pregnancy part of it and everything else. And ultimately, I guess where they wanted it to play out. But I thought it was great from them taking that trip and the car going all fucking nuts. A little, a little yeah. weird, but going nuts and them arriving at the house. And then you think he's gonna die, which he doesn't, and they run back. And I thought all of that was awesome. Only for her to kind of get spooked and attacked, and him to fall down. And then wake up and think it was all a dream, and that's where it I didn't. Mi- me. I didn't. Mi- I didn't mind that whole hmm. twist, and then him going back to reality, and, and the slow sort of build of him sort of realizing that that this isn't a dream, and and seeing the behaviors and things changing, and understanding that hey, this this happened, but it just fell super flat in that ending. Yeah. The last, well, the, la- the last five minutes is just a huge letdown it because was they. Be- we knew okay. where it was going. That's all. No, but they built these characters up so much. They gave again. They gave these characters substance. They gave um, Sarah, Both you know, the husband who, and wife, and and the yeah. husband. Yeah, I was going to get to Tom, especially Tom, because he he you know he talks about being a rational man. He's a lawyer, and eventually he buys into this whole you know mythology of what's really happening. And, and you know, he seems like he's well prepared to face it down, only to. To just sort of walk into like a, a trap that was just sort of really out of character for him, I thought. 
And, uh, and no transformation scene. They kind of did the old Lon Chaney cutaway, cut back, cut yeah, away, cut back with a, a little bit more fucking Mike Merriman hair in his face. And <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, Mike. But hey, he made fun of the fucking hat. So the where I'm going with it, it's they needed a transformation for those last few moments to help elevate it, and they and they didn't really deliver on that. So then everything just kind of fell down. It just went fell flat, like you said. Be just just kind of like you needed a big finish, and I thought her dying. Well, I let it the cat out of the bag. But did did you think she was going to do something? Didn't you? I mean, she knew at that point because everyone's like, oh, my mother. All the kids are like, my mother was pretty. You know, of of course they're dying, giving birth. Like, like, I thought she was going to she was going to do something crazy at the end. No, she just lays down and dies. And I thought he would have been more prepared. No, he just walks into the woods, happens upon Mr. Ardoy. And, you know, that's it. Don't hurt my wife. Ah." I liked it. Yeah, I wanted to see that play out because we just it's a cutaway and it's actually funny because hammer did kind of show more gore and this one was this one comparatively to the kids getting splattered with blood and, and the other one this was pretty dry yeah except for that goat in the beginning what was it eating a goat again oh, great lamb. hook lamb. another lamb. great opening lamb. hook yeah yeah the girl singing okay. and then she turns around and cover her yeah. covered in blood and those dogs were, were those, all those getting all damn german shepherds yeah, those German shepherds. Yeah, I'll tell you though, I I dig it. I, I liked it. I liked the way it ended. I didn't have a problem with it. I I don't know. I maybe I, it was predictable. Sure, I guess that could see that could be a complaint. You knew the direction that it was gonna go in, but then I don't know. I, I what do you think? You guys think it's too mean spirited or just? I think it's just too weak. Yeah. For for the for the building of the characters. Did she give because, birth though? Did she end up? Yeah. Birth? So she gave yeah. birth and died from that. Why did that? Why did he howl then, as if it, this was never happened before? He no, actually it was full moon. That's why he howled. The full yeah. moon. Well, I, thought was he, I thought he howled because he was. She died. No, that's why he changed. Why? What does he care? She died. No, he, yeah, he, he's not. It was a full husband. moon that night. Why does he care? That's Mister Ardoy. He's just howling. You know, he even says he. You I know he that they're doing this sadness. I thought, that, I thought that's what they were getting at. No, he talks about how he wants to give his kids a great life and how he wants them to have lots of siblings and stuff. So at the end, you know, after he kills and a new baby's born, it's almost like a howling, like bringing the family together. Like you hear the howlings of, of the entire family, which is just grown by one. And these two characters that were built up and developed for 47 and a half minutes were just sort of like gone. Yeah. Two seconds. And that's where I was just disappointed. But the look and feel of it again, I was I was into it. I really was. I loved the mansion. I thought yeah. the acting was good. I thought the kids were good creepy. I, yeah, very good atmosphere. I like the fact that they, you know, do you mind staying in your room so you don't scare the children? This whole what Hungarian tradition or whatever. Like uh, I don't know. It was just creepy. I didn't, you know, I, I knew what was. I found humor. humor. Yeah. 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 Why? If you're spending the night in somebody's house and it's bedtime and you're about to go to bed and it has a a bathroom that's built into the bedroom, you have no reason to leave that room. You're not going to go in their fucking fridge and start eating cold cuts in the middle of the night, you wouldn't think. They're, they're, they're nice enough to, to let you stay someplace for a night. Yeah. So why would they have to tell them, well, can you please not get out of your room overnight? Why, why would they, what reason would they have to leave the room? What are they going to get out for? They got a bed and they got a freaking bathroom that, that's connected to it. So I thought that was kind of funny. The funniest part was the beginning, though, because the car gets out of control and the, he, can't, he can't control it. 
three and which ultimately makes no sense because werewolves don't have those kind of powers but whatever the, the, he couldn't stop the car it's accelerating fast you couldn't do this which would never happen with a car he even takes the key out of the freaking thing breaks it off the car keeps going but the funny part is all this is happening and while it's happening the woman says i knew something like this yes, was gonna happen yes i meant the <laughs> I lost my mind too, Dave. That's hilarious. <laughs> How could you have predicted this? Nothing like this has ever happened ever in history. Mankind. I knew <laughs> something like this was going to happen. Was your exact words. Hilarious. Well, they gave her this sort of weird sort of energy to her, like she was drawn to this house. I, well, no, you're right. <laughs> but that, she's responding to that. I knew something right. like this was going to happen. Yeah, like, I, I could see if they had a flat tire. She didn't want to go on the trip. Ah, oh, damn it. I knew something like this was going to happen. Yes. Then it would be appropriate. Put your hands Not in front of your face. I love that. Like, preparing <laughs> for intimate death. Like, it was like... <laughs> oh, my God. And then they, oh, they referred to the kids as pups at one point. I thought yeah. that was, that was kind of cool. Damn, little pups. Yeah. <laughs> How about the green fingers thing? Oh, so he so he has green fingers? You know, that like a green thumb? Yeah. You know, and she's, no. He doesn't have green fingers. He's, a, he's real serious about it. <laughs> like she really thought that. And then later on, they talk about their eyes. Yellow eyes. I was thinking about fucking a Christmas story. So help me God, yellow eyes. You know, <laughs> Scott Farkas. <laughs> oh, it was fucking funny, man. Uh, and there, there was a really good jump scare. I don't know if it got you guys. It got me. Then when, the first time he opens the window and freaking Lon Chaney's looking at him through the freaking thing. I and didn't see. I didn't think that's, I mean, that good. wasn't scary. Yeah, I that didn't get me. Bad rubbery mask too. I'm like, Doesn't I matter. Just think they'll on this. It could that, have was been one, that was I'm one scared. of the kids too. Yeah, that I, didn't get me. It, it, just the fact that the way it was shot, I wasn't expecting something to be there. It was just a jump. It could have been anything. It isn't not so much that it was that. It could have been Brandon standing there. It doesn't matter. Just freaking, you open the... You opened the curtain and he looked outside and he was right there. I don't know it. It actually it got me to freaking move a little bit. I was like, oh they man. They should have. They should have had a better reveal for who attacked her, because they never really reveal that. Even though you know it's the husband now, but you, the way they present it, you think it's one of the kids. You think it's Tibor. Well, yeah. They really. They they missed so many opportunities. Yeah. To give this a bigger feel, I love werewolf stuff, and I feel like this is just okay, good, but not. Nothing above that. I wanted more. I was expecting more, and 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 like like with Brandon, they didn't deliver, in my opinion. It was your average, okay, um, episode of a horror anthology. Nothing to write home about. Nothing extremely memorable. But you watch it, and you're like, yeah, it was okay. That that, that was my takeaway from it. But I enjoyed. I I, I was okay with well, it. I, I enjoy, didn't like. I enjoyed it as well, one. but I'm not. Right. I'm not as high as I was on the house that blew. No, neither am I, because I, I don't know. I just thought because of Sarah's behavior, the minute they got out of that car, when she's talking about how, uh, she, like, like she was, I, I forgot what she exactly said, but it was almost as if she had a sense that she was, like, drawn to this place. I thought there was going to be a bigger reveal that that, um, that she was going to be something even more powerful than a werewolf. Yeah, something. I thought, because there was a, I think there was a, I think it was a Tales from the Crypt episode where there's, like, a, a vampire tormenting someone and then that person turns out to be a werewolf and kills the vampire or something at the end i'm pretty sure was that a tales from the crypt episode i think timothy mm. dalton was in that i gotta look that up but that's what that's almost what i was expecting here and uh i don't know it just played it played out too straightforward and her her transformation after you know 
you know, he was talking to his boss, Harry, about how, like, the sex was better. Yeah, that was just cooking. A, who says that yeah. to your boss? Yeah, my wife's <laughs> wild in bed. Yeah, she's wild in bed. <laughs> she's eating the raw meat. She's cooking steak every single night. She's becoming, yeah. like, feral just for her to sort of, you know, die in childbirth. It just, I don't know. It just felt underwhelming for, for what, it, what it built up from. Yeah. I know, it's a nice downer ending. I don't mind a downer ending. I just, there needed to be more fight from them because they were strong I, characters. It just needs to be more fight. You can lose, but give, give it a fight. I she that. essentially got drawn back to the house for, for a, a, a very talky reveal and that we already yeah. knew where it was kind of going and then there was nothing else to it. It didn't have yeah. the, the, the final twist that like uh, the house that bled. And Tom is, and Tom is, you know, he's having the back and forth with with the woodsman, who you kind yeah. of figure out is Mister Ardoy pretty quick, because you know it starts to turn when he starts asking about the legends and stuff. And you think, okay, he's playing, with, he's toying with them back and forth. You kind of think, like, okay, you know, he's going to turn around and uh, Tom's going to be prepared, have some sort of weapon or something to defend himself. But no, Mister Ardoy has the axe. Like it almost felt like. Like what? What are you doing? Why are you tormenting this woodsman? Like when you're not even prepared for <laughs> battle. Well, he wasn't tormenting him. He was genuinely curious. He was like, I, yeah, I, I, I was... drove by, couldn't find the house. Can maybe you help me? I don't know. He was come walk with me, and maybe we can see. He was friendly about it at first, but I'm then he. Oh, <laughs> well, how about the one word that he says? Hold on, I recorded it. Check it out. The one, the longest word I've ever heard uttered. Hold on. Won't find werewolf legends this side of Mount Elizabeth Shore. <laughs> Did you hear that word? <laughs> what was it? What was the word? You won't find werewolf legends this side of, and I wrote it down. Hod Mezo Vosharli. H O D M E Z O V A S A H R E H E L Y. You won't find werewolf legends this side of Hod Mezo Vosharli. <laughs> What a word to throw into your fucking show. <laughs> oh, God. Crazy. I didn't notice that then. You yeah. didn't notice it? No. How's the of us all? I was like, what the hell? I guess it was a province in Hungary or something. He said, I don't know if it really exists, but damn, that's a lot of words. A lot of letters in that word. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the X-Men. <laughs> At least he lives up to his name. He freaking... They got a good kill out of them. Well, kind yeah, of. Really? You don't see anything. It, it's all. Yeah, just, you don't see it. Yeah. Off the camera <sighs> kill. Like, it needed a bigger, like, it needed a bigger finish. I like the house, though. I really like, like that house. They built the atmosphere nicely after the yeah. craziness of that car crash and whatever. Like, there was some good stuff there, but I felt like it didn't never had to leave for them to come back to go back to the house again. I thought they could have told the story all there, maybe. I don't know. Like,. I guess they needed a. a uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. For evolve. for how it ended up, it, it almost it, it would have been better, you know, if it's gonna play out that way. Just keep it all at the house. But I guess he works, and they, there had to be a reason for him not to be at work, and so he had to go back to his life and whatever. I don't know. It just it just felt like it. Again, there's enjoyment here, but I'm I'm probably a seven point six point seven five on this one. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. I'll I, I'll give it a seven just for for atmosphere and and acting, but. Uh, yeah, it fell short in the uh, in the end. That's where I am. I'm at a seven, and I guess it would have been kind of interesting to see 
Maybe after he has the fall, but she's got to go to a hospital. How could they have fit? If they could have found a way to bring him back in the house and make him bedridden, like misery style, like, okay, we're going to heal you up and, and stay here for a while. Hobble and him. then as he's there, the woman starts acting differently. Maybe hobble him. The woman starts acting differently and she starts making food. And he's like, boy, she's really taking to this woman. And then something happens at and the Robbie. end. <laughs> <laughs> what if what what if she doesn't change? What if her demeanor stays exactly the same, but this whole thing happened and he goes back to save her and he kills everyone and and she's in labor, but she's fine. She's completely rational like the way she was very early on and he delivers the baby and she dies like right as he delivered and he looks down and sees it's a werewolf baby and he screams and that's how it ends. Like I know it's kind of been there done that but that would have been better that would have been the like, time oh, it had oh. been been there done that though that's the thing yeah at, at the time that would have been great you know that's what's true. weird it reminded me of miracle werewolf in london because how he wakes up in the hospital and it's a werewolf bit going on yeah. that's what i was thinking i was like oh wait a minute both werewolf movies <laughs> that came out the year later like they're, yeah they're, i got a just a taste of the howling even though it's not uh, not yeah. really a, just a just a taste there when she was eating raw meat and, and whatever I I'm not. Sh- I'm not weird. sure if yeah. Baker or Rob Bottin worked on this episode, though. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. my, my, you look like a little teddy bear outside the window. That's why I was surprised you said you got scared at that. Like, oh, look at that cute little teddy bear. Well, like, I, I would like to be honest, Dave. Like, I would have thought if you drove by a house and saw that outside the window, you would probably stop and rescue it. <laughs> 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 like, oh. Lucky our new werewolf is is recovering nicely. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't so much what it was. It was just the execution of the way it was shot. I just made me jump. You know what's funny? It's weird you talk about jump scares because like I, you know I there are some good ones definitely throughout films. But I was watching something earlier on Facebook, and, and it had one of those. It was it was actually built into the video where the video was designed to scare you, but you didn't know that, so you're watching it. I nearly shit myself. I jumped so bad from watching this video. I can't even remember what it was, but I had never jumped like that. Damn. I got to afford the video now. I got to find it again. I I, I don't even remember what it was, but I remember earlier just having, just going through the videos and watching this. I was just like, I nearly, I mean. Well, you should have shared it to us in a chat right away. You said, hey, check this out. Damn it. I should have. Live and learn. Well, either way, uh, thanks, Scott, for having us watch these shows. Thank you. yeah, you introduced us to something that I, 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 I'll confess, I didn't know it even existed. I feel bad because I owned it. I owned the Synapse really? DVD of the show. Yeah, and I, I never never watched them, but I'm glad I started now. Well, yeah, we're getting more and more into the hammers. You know, we started last year with because of Derek, and now we got this, and I got a, a Blu-ray, uh, like a box set not too long ago. It was a, I think it was two years ago, it was, actually. Two years ago is when we first got those... Those yep. first couple of Hammer movies, uh, year of the franchise. You're right. And then, and oh then, no, wait, was it? Was it two years ago? <laughs> yeah, it was right before. It was right before we decided it was going to be year of the franchise. We had done Tragedy Girls and Carrie, and then the next episode was Hammer, and then we made the decision to make it year of the franchise. Okay, wow. And then it was all over. Jesus, look at this guy, <laughs> chopping exact episodes and stuff like that i can't remember in the 50 range somewhere 54 55 that top 50 of the top 50 slashers that was the slasher 50 it was the slasher (laughs) 
Nice. This fucking guy. This guy is right. Well, we got a lot of questions. We got some questions to answer, don't we? We got some things. Did I have to prep anything? (laughs) We didn't prep anything. So many came in that we just figured we'd we'd answer the ones we... Yeah, I got back. twenty. I got twenty comments off the Facebook page. Well, here's what we should do. We should do the Patreons first, because what if we run out of time? I don't think we're gonna run out of time. I don't know if there's a hurry or not, but I mean, I, yeah. wish, you know, we got we wanted. Yeah, we got. Time. Okay, let's go to the patrons first, because I want to. How, sure. how many patrons? Nah, let's see. I don't know. We got about a dozen, I would say. Okay. That's Something fine. like that. Okay, let, let's go to the post questions and topics, because then we have some that were messages. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, Debbie says watch suggestions. I think she thought that we were gonna, because we didn't have anything. I think she was gonna say, "Why don't you watch this and review it last minute?" But of course, we didn't have time for any of that. But she just said this, so I'll mention it though. Watch suggestions. I don't know if I don't know of a podcast that covered the Blind Dead movies. They're overlooked a lot, but I always like them. Well, I will say this. The blind dead for me are a blind spot. So I think. <laughs> I think yeah. shame on me. I think I think one of them is named like Flock of Seagulls or some shit. It didn't appeal to me. Night yeah. of the Seagulls. Okay. Night, whatever. Flock that's not very explained. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you didn't run to see it? Right. And I ran. <laughs> so far I away. ran to watch Blind Dead. No, I saw the title and I ran so far away. <laughs> <laughs> Flock of Seagull. Okay, Night of the Sea. So, uh, <laughs> Christian, you haven't seen them either. No, no, I haven't. I wrote them down, though. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. B, have you what seen any now? of them? Again, I own the collection, and I haven't watched them. This is the guy that I unwrapped a bunch of fucking shit, and I started watching them. I right? unwrapped everything, and I've seen 85% of my collection. You just happened to bring up two things that I haven't seen. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fine. So The Blind Dead, what is it, three movies, I'm what? guessing? It's four? Yeah. So what are they called? Maybe I did see one not realizing it was part of it. Uh, shit, what's the name? But I know I wasn't going to watch something about seagulls if I didn't see the other ones. <laughs> it's, uh... That's fine. We'll, we'll figure it all out. We've got access to IMDb. Tombs of the Blind Dead, Return of the Blind Dead, The Ghost Galleon, and Night of the Seagulls. Sorry, my wife just said hello to everybody. She came in because we could buy and left, but... Uh, hello! <laughs> I wasn't yes, concentrating. Tombs of the Blind Dead, Night of the Seagulls. Return of the Blind Dead, The Ghost Galleon, and Night of the Seagulls is the fourth one. Yeah, I'm aware of the movies, but for whatever reason, there must be a reason I haven't watched Because they're from the 70s. Okay, because they're from the 70s. Uh, are they from 70, the 70s Spanish horror? Who, you know, we, you know. Spanish, okay. I'm not a... Everything. No, I'm not opposed to it. I would watch. I don't know about as far as review. Maybe somebody, could, maybe we could take this suggestion and put it in our, our franchise thing for our uh, what do you call it? Um, our Patreon. That's what we got to talk about. We're making some changes to the, uh, you know, the tiers. We're gonna have uh, what four, four new tiers for pick a movie. Because right now we said we were going going to do, pick a movie, a new one, and we will match up one with the old, and then that'll be two. You know, for that episode. But now, since maybe not everybody wants to pick another a new movie, with the ideas that we came up with were we're going to take our top 50 slasher lists and everything that's non-franchise that we've never covered before, or, or you know, we're going to put that slasher list, all, all three of ours combined, on the page. 
and you could pick off that slasher list. And the same thing goes with the found footage challenge list that I came up with. So the, you can either choose a brand new movie, you can choose a, a found footage movie from the list, or a slasher from our top 50 slashers lists, or, or the three of us are each going to come with 10 movies that we just have always wanted to discuss on a podcast and haven't. And we're going to put it in there, and you're going to be able to pick from 30 movies. So we're going to give you all these options to pick from. So one more good thing going on in Patreon this year. But that that's all going to happen after episode 100 when we when we restructure it. And we're also going to have double features. So there's going to be some things to choose from. So it should, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I We've been talking about it, but we haven't said anything on the show. But so that will be happening. Now back to the patrons. Um, okay, Chris said, I sent you suggestions and a message, so we'll get to that in a minute. Okay, Shelby says, regarding general topics, have you guys ever talked about what subgenres, topics, etc., you find particularly scary to yourself? If it's been done, don't worry, but I can't recall hearing what gives each of you the heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we, we, we've kind of discussed it, but not like as a general, as a topic, just, I think they've just come up in conversation, no? I, well, we said. I think we all said, uh, episode one, slashers were our favorite genre, and I, we've maybe evolved and, and changed our opinion since then. But slashers don't necessarily scare me anymore. It was just right. more shits and giggles and fun. I think what scares me is like you know religious Satan stuff and cult stuff. That's the scary things for me. I agree. I agree with some of that, like the the scene in Amityville too, when he's home alone and and he gets possessed. I mean, Anything most... about being home alone? <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't like being home alone. I don't like being asleep in an empty house. Anything that where something happens to somebody when they're alone, like a possess, and not even a human being, but uh, something that out of this world that can come into our world and do something. That's a scary thought, but honestly, the, the the thing that really gets me when I watch movies is body horror. When I see things happening to somebody that's happening to their own body and they can't control it, that's what scares me the most because I can see that happening. Because it, it does happen. I mean, someone gets cancer, it's a form of body horror in a way. Something goes wrong, oh, what, what's this lump here? You know what I mean? Just things like that. Anything that has to do with something happening to your body that you have little control over. Is, is honestly what scares me. And anything that has to do with, you know, you know, as far as topics and things, anything that having to do with out-of-the-ordinary deformities, you know what I mean? Just It's always... And I know why it happens. I know why I feel that way. It's because it's because I saw the elephant man at a young age, and, and I shouldn't have seen something like that at, my, at, the, at that age, and it was on my screen, and it scared me, and it still does. And I remember even seeing that pic. I remember where I saw it. There was this thing, it was back in the day we used to have these HBO guides when there was HBO. And there were these they would come in like a few days before the month started and it would give you all the schedule for that month what that month what was going to be on HBO. There was a TV guide for regular TV, but HBO put out their own one. Then there was another one that the cable company put out. At the time it was called Adelphia Cable, which is now big become Time Warner and then something else and now it's Spectrum. But when I was a kid it was called Adelphia Cable and they sent these books to your house. And they were like the cable guide for the month. So on top of the TV guide, the regular one that you'd buy, you had the HBO guide and you had the cable guide. So the cable guide come to the house. And I remember flipping through the cable guide. See, I was sick when I was a kid. I would read these things and I would memorize them all. So I always knew what was on what day and time and what night. Someone would ask me, hey, Dave, what time is like uh, an adult? 
what day is this on? When's this show on? I would say uh, Tuesday at 8 p.m. on ABC. In a way, I was kind of like Rain Man when it came to shit like that. I knew it. I would read it, and I would study, and I'd remember when shit was on. So I was reading that book, The Cable Guide, and there was a one-page on it. And the picture was of this guy, and he had the mask over his head. And it said, it said, I'm not an animal. I'm a human being. I'm a man. And it was the elephant man with that fucking that mask. And, and the way it was dark in the background, he was standing there looking all ominous. And the fucking the way the letters looked. And that fucking scared me the second I saw it. So... The second I saw that, I knew this was something I feared. And then the shit came on my television on HBO one night. I saw that thing, and I was fucking scared, and I've been scared of that shit ever fucking since. To this day, it, it makes me uncomfortable. So that is the fucking scariest shit of all to me, things like that. And I know it sounds insensitive. If somebody has a, a, a child or something that may have a physical deformity, I don't mean to sound like an asshole, but I can't help it. I feel it in the pit of my stomach. <laughs> No, I'm just saying, I feel it in the pit of my stomach when I talk about it. It makes me uncomfortable to that point. It, it was even, it even affected me so bad that when, when my, the mother of my daughter got pregnant, um, I, I had to go not once, but twice. And I had to go to the, <laughs> I had to go get a sonogram done twice just to make sure everything was in order and that my child wasn't going to be born with extra appendages or any type of thing that was going to be off when you looked at them physically. I was really afraid of it happening to me. Now now that I'm older, I understand that no matter what my child looked like and anything else, it wouldn't have been a, a damn bit of difference to me. Not one bit. But I can't help but that that's the thing I fear. So long-winded, but it's fucking, it, that shit scares me. Well, we know. Brandon? <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> Hey, man, I, I, I was burying my soul. That that shit really shakes me. Like you that. know, I'll be I'll be honest. I, it, it, I think it shakes anyone. It's you know, you don't not see like it me. every day. It's not it's not something you're used to seeing. It can be jarring at times. Look, it's uh, you know, when you're around it, and you see it, then you then you get used to it. But it's True. uh, it's not uh, it's it's not something that we're used to on a daily basis uh, for me. Slashes are far from my favorite subgenre at this point, and, and the ones that affected me when I was younger were definitely the ones that weren't grounded in reality. You know, Killer Dolls, Candyman, Chucky. Um, the Ring is is the latest film. The American Ring was the latest film that scared me. I mean, I was 21, 22 when that came out, and that one really frightened me. But now, it's anything based in reality. You know, the funny games type stuff. That, you know... Um, home invasion type films like kidnapped uh just you know anything that that could be real that 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 you that probably is real and has happened that you know what stuff. bothers you i'm gonna help you answer a question because i know you stuff about mental health bothers you yes yeah that bothers me too a lot yeah. of movies you like when it leads to that it's all yeah. it always has an impact on you when yeah. you think that it's going to be supernatural but you always interpret it as you know what that guy has a mental problem and i do i do you probably. I do. You know, I thought, I thought, you know, of you losing your mind, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a fear of that. Yeah. Losing control of, uh, of yourself. Yeah. It is a scary thought for anybody because yeah. you know that people have dementia and they get older and, and that, yeah. that's, that, that's a scary thought for anybody. If you think about it, I don't spend much time harping on it. I mean, I've talked about my fears and of course it's the thing about the drowning. You know, when I see that in movies and show like that, that's, that affects me. I don't spend a lot of time on the, you know, the losing my mind dementia thing. Cause I guess if it's going to happen, what can I do? I might not yeah. even be aware of it. You know what I mean? But it still is a scary thing. If you sit down and put thought to it. Yeah. 
I just, I just want any horror film I watch that's it's grounded in something that's real or could be real frightens me a lot more now than uh, than something you know supernatural. And and for me, it, it is about that mental health in a different way of brainwashing and cults mm-hmm. and someone that could like lead a group of people and they buy into whatever BS because of of how they're made up and that they need some sort of belonging and whatnot. And we see it day in and day out. I'm not to make this political. Indeed. We see it in politics and, 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 and whatever. <laughs> and it, it, it's scary as shit to me. It's scary that I can't say men are idiots and I get considered hate speech. That's kind of scary. If you, if you break it right down to I, it. And it leads into <laughs> that too. Absolutely. Right? And, yeah. that, and that terrifies me like losing control and, 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 and being molded into something that you're not or or maybe that you are and you don't even realize it because now you've been you've been led into something else and then oh it's freaky but most of it is done in the guise of uh religious and and horrific acts of occult and and whatever which is the entertainment part of it for me right and i am afraid of a rocking horse in an empty house (laughs) it's true coming to life that's being i just don't like being alone in an empty house because that's when i feel things could and would happen. If I'm in the house with any other living thing, I'm comfortable. That's why I'm so glad I have pets now. Because if no one's in the house, I'm never going to be alone. For whatever reason, since I've been a kid, I have not liked to be any place alone, for especially overnight. But forget about it. I do not. I'm not comfortable with it. I don't sleep well in an empty house. No, I never have. I, I, it's just not me. I think if something happens, it's going to happen to you when you're alone and vulnerable. You can go to bed and wake up, and what's going to be right in front of you? You don't know. I mean, granted, it sounds like childhood fear, but I mean, it, it's something that's never left me. I, I, I'm not comfortable um, alone like that. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, all big open spaces also always terrified me. Really? Yeah. Guess we got to make a movie about open that. Open spaces, like yeah. I, I've always been more of a of a like a cozy, smaller. I, I I prefer almost more of a claustrophobic feel than a big open. You see it a lot in, like, I guess, haunted houses films or, you know, ghost films or anything like that. You know, whenever you're running around a house that is so big and grand. I don't know why. That just always frightened me. Like The Shining? That The Overlook? You, oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely See, that'd terrifying. be scary. Definitely I agree. Terrifying. Could you imagine staying in, in a big hotel and you're the only one in or you and, like, two other people or yeah. one other person and that whole freaking place is open? That is kind of scary. It would be cool, but scary. I would do it. See, there's parts of me that like to be afraid. In that type of situation, I do like to be afraid. But certain things, I'm like, well, it's a little too much for me. But all right, let's go on to something fun now. This is from our homie TMB, Travis Maxwell Boone, says, a serious knockdown, drag-out fight over which classic slasher villain would win in a fight. So this is what he says. A serious fight, if it's possible. Jason, Michael, Freddy, Chucky, Candyman, Leprechaun, Pinhead, Leatherface, Ghostface, and whoever else you guys would include. <laughs> I have, I've always said this. I think Pinhead gets the, the win only because he uh, is demonic and, uh, and can sort of like overtake anything from anywhere. I, 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 I know Jason's superhuman and, and zombified at this point, but Pinhead is a demon. It's kind of like, like Satan's left hand like person type there, right hand burger guy. Like it just, it, that's, that's how I see it. Like 
I think he over will win over all of those guys. Fucking Leprechaun. Well, check it out. Leprechaun will get oh, punted no. to the fucking side in a second. <laughs> and Ghostface is a bitch. Ghostface could be anybody. Brandon could be Ghostface if he puts on a fucking a sheet and runs around. He's out before Leprechaun. He, he was, he was interchangeable. I know. It could be anybody. There's been, what, two female ghost faces? There's been, there's been fuck anybody. Not that that sounds wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's, but you know bitch. what I'm saying. Men yeah. are dicks. I, that sounds wrong. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Anybody could be, you know, a killer that under the ghost face hood. My, my mother could. You know what I'm saying? Fucking anybody could be it. I mean, but anyway, I my initial thought, and this is weird, my first thought was Pinhead. But then I couldn't get the, the, the idea out of my head on how quickly Dr. Trenard freaking got rid of him in, in part two. Boom. Shows up. Boom. Dead. Another demon. So Dr. Trenard, so you may as well say Dr. Trenard would take everybody out. That you was know a cop-out I mean? ending, though. That's the worst part of part two, is how I easily he, he dispatches of all of the Cenobites. But that's another story. I agree. But it so, did happen. Yeah, it did. So that's my only fear with Pinhead is that if he if he could be disposed of so because honestly, I agree. That's the first thing I thought of. If if they're all in this freaking place at the same time and the fight breaks out, my first thought is, yeah, Pinhead's doing what he's gotta do. Hooks are coming out, they're grabbing everybody else, and they're pulling them away and they're going to hell, wherever the hell he's taking them. But then I thought about Dr. Chenard and things got tricky. <laughs> it's true. So I'm going with uh, I'm going with Freddie. You're going with Freddy? Because he's a yeah. dream demon? He is a dream demon. I think he uh, outsmarts everyone else. But here's the problem with Freddy. They all have to be asleep. And if they're not all asleep, then he's in the real world. And every time Freddy comes in the real world, real world he's a pussy. See? That's the problem. It, it, it really is. The, the more you think about it, the tougher, the tougher it is. You know? Dr. Chenard. I'm still going. I'm still <laughs> going with Freddie. We're throwing in Dr. Chenard for the win. He's gonna kill. I, I think we're excusing all the, uh, you know, the real world. You know, who defeated them in in the movies, and just going straight up battle. I think Freddie outsmarts them all and uh, and takes them. And every time, even if he is a pussy and gets killed, he's never fully gone because he, he lives in the those stupid one-liners. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to prime time, bitch. That's a good one. I they jumped like, it. It's my. It's a boy, not my arm. Not my arm. I can't believe people want to see Freddy. I can't believe people want to see Robert England play Freddy again. What the fuck planet? Robert England is almost eighty years old. He's not playing Freddy again. <laughs> he was so bad. He was so bad in Freddy vs. Jason. That was a bad performance. He was such a shell of his former self. I don't understand why people don't look at that movie and, and see that the, the way his delivery of lines was really bad. There was a, it was a bad performance. I'm sorry. I love him. I fucking love nightmare on Elm street one and three. And I really like to, I, I have no reason to discredit Robert England as a person. I think he's great, but I do think that fucking by the time they got there, Freddie versus Jason, he, it was, he couldn't do it anymore. Do the voice in the cartoon that was flying around, uh, uh, social media for a bit. Oh, that's fine. Not be in a movie again. And then the, that other fucking no. jerk off that's auditioning. Do something different. All he's doing is emulating Robert England. Like that's all he is. Right. It's like a best of thing. Okay, great. You can copycat him, but we want something different. Who's this? Uh, there's a little um, reel going around of a guy that is a Freddy impersonator, and he's got he's, he's good, but it's an impersonation. 
Don't you right. want something different at this point? I but wait, no. let me let me relay. No, they don't. They don't want something different because then they got no, the human guy that did it, and then he yep. was a he was a, an ass. But we I blame him. that more on the overdubbing of his voice that he was so uh, barrelly and bassy right. in a, in the delivery of the the <laughs> overdubbing, and then the froggy makeup. I thought he was yeah. probably fine, but they just overamplified his voice and the makeup design wasn't quite as good. Froggy Kruger. <laughs> He's feeling froggy. For the win. He wins out of all of them. <laughs> there you go. So you think Freddy is smarter than Pinhead is what it comes down to. Yes. Okay. I think, uh, yeah, I think Freddy's smart highly could he intelligent. Be? He was a fucking janitor, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Hey, now I was I'm a janitor. Get I would have been a janitor. <laughs> Top of the bops. I, I mop floors. <laughs> I would have been a janitor. They make good money. Are you they make me? great money. Now I'm going to get fucking destroyed. We but, offend everybody, don't yeah. we? Not you think if he's to. the smartest, you think of something that like you're putting your brain to and you're doing something I with. I, like compared Dr. to all these other monsters, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of... Oh, it's shit. not going to be Leatherface. It's not going to be. It's not going to be Chucky or or Leprechaun. I'm just. I'm just, all that. I can't think of a. They're all susceptible. None of them can be smart. How can Jason be smart? Just look at him. Jason's not smart? smart. How can Leatherface be smart? He can't be. Could Michael be smart? I don't know. Maybe smart enough to shut the fuck up. So maybe he's. Smart I just won't pick Michael simply because of the Halloween fanboys. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's like it's like the Philadelphia sports teams for me. I got nothing against the sports teams themselves, but their fans suck so much that I'll never root for a Philadelphia team. Nice. Okay, I know who would win. I'm taking it all back. This is who was going to win. I'm throwing him in the mix last minute. The answer is pin. pin. <laughs> <laughs> for the pin of pod. Casting. That's the answer. Or if you really want to get tricky with it, how about the thing? Nobody could beat the thing. Nobody. You could throw freaking anybody in there from the thing. And, and yeah, but win. then somebody's gonna say, "Well, Leprechaun might be the thing," so it's Leprechaun well, that's gonna win. Well, then, but but it's really the thing. <laughs> but we you don't know. know. You gotta I see. A, maybe a the thing could be inside pin. I got. It. You gotta see a tinkle, a twinkle, a tinkle in there. Tinkling in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about cat piss so much, I said a tinkle in the eye. Tinkling the Ivories, isn't that what he said earlier on the movie? Yeah, tink- <laughs> Tinkle the Ivories. That was yeah. Come to Daddy, though. That was in our bonus episode that, other yep. than the patrons, no one knows. True. Okay. All right, moving on. Yes, that was Sean. Sean Presno says, what are your thoughts on the fan-made Friday the 13th movies found on YouTube? My personal favorite was Never Hike Alone. Seeing Tom Matthews in that movie was pretty cool. We've discussed Never Hike Alone. We all liked it. And me personally... I have not watched any other fan movie on YouTube. I've no. watched a few. They're all okay. I, I, Vengeance, uh, Vengeance was a little weird because Vengeance was, could have been... I, uh, they could have made that better. And I, uh, there's some editing glitches that were just ridiculous. There's some, some pacing issues for sure. But it was okay. Uh, I'm looking forward to the other Never Hike Alone uh, Me too. movies coming out. But... I'm kind of done with them now. I'm kind of done with fan films. Right. Because one was great. Everybody thinks they can make a great one exactly. now. It's like anything. Right. And it's and, probably not going to be true. Yeah, but I'll give not the to guy, discredit them all. I'll give that guy that did, did Never Egg Alone, I'll give him the option to, to, to wow me one more time, or I guess two more times since that's what he's doing. People love fan films. I don't get it. I'm not a fan. 
<laughs> well, because they're fed up with studio shit, and they're fed up with the studio fighting. With this hat. <sighs> <laughs> nice. Now hat, no yeah. one sleeps. <laughs> yeah, do it. Not oh, my this... arm. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that is the worst. Bad year, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, it's so God. funny that the people who hate them the most are the ones who can quote every fucking line from the movie. That's it. I probably watched we them can't. more than anything to, to validate the fact that I can say which one I actually despise. True. You're right. I'm with you. Well, again, I haven't seen the other ones. Are there some that I think, I, I just like the regular movies, I'll wait and see. If other people start really promoting it and saying, oh, this is the great fan film, I'll watch it. Like, never hike alone. I, did, I did, didn't just blindly watch it. There was buzz on it. I said, okay, well, and that one was by far the best, but, but I haven't seen any. But I'm saying in the little bits, the snippets I've seen. That, that was looked, a legit film. That was it looks good. Film. Right. If the three of us just made a movie on a real low budget, I don't think we can do something that good for Never Hike Alone. I don't yeah. think we could. But, I mean, it just it's not easy to do, but they did a really yeah. good job. Yeah, they, they made a legit movie. I don't want to see right. some Joe Schmo fanboy filming his buddy crawling through the woods, you know. I've done it. The, the Vengeance one had a, a big group, a big budget, or not big budget, excuse me, a, a lot of people, a lot of fan service in that one too, had the score by Harry Manfredini, but there was no reason why it shouldn't have had the fucking editing glitches at the beginning and there a couple go. of other things. It just, you're like, just should have had a little bit more polish when all said and yep. done. And I hate to say this, being a Friday fanboy and everything else, but... I do not think that that one that by by Debbie Voorhees is going to be a good one. What is it called? Thirteen fanboy. Fan yeah. I just anyone that that, that that looks at at Ari Lehman and says I want this guy to do the freaking score for my film just reeks of low low budget because I listen to everything that that guy's put out musically and it's just not good. So it's just it's not a wise decision. It just shows. It shows to. It's like I say with my my cover art thing. If you're not creative enough to come up with good cover art or a good title for your film, I don't think you're going to be creative enough to put out a good film because there has to be thinking people behind something. So if someone says makes a decision, well, let's have Ari Lehman do the freaking score to this movie. I, I'm. You know what? I just. It's to me. It's like a lack of trying. You, it's good to have fan service, and I respect that Ari Lehman was the first Jason. Fine. No, no. Let him come in and walk First in. First Jason. He should be called 10 Second Jason. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. That's what that's what Jason Lloyd's ex-girlfriend calls him. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's been done. But, I mean, there has to be thoughts behind it. Let Ari Lehman walk out for one second and say, Hey, that's the first time I've heard of a guy named Jace. Some stupid line that we can all, you know, ha ha, and it, it's fucking, it's on. And he Whatever. seems like a cool but, guy to give him credit, R.E. Lehman. I'm not, yeah, right. but he's milking the fucking first Jason thing. Boy, he's milked that fucking cow. Them, we'd that, all, that we'd all milk it, though. We'd all milk it. I would, too. I would, yeah, I, I, would. I would still I'd have be at every fucking five. convention milking yeah. it. I, I would still try to get a nine to five, though, and then do that on the weekends. You know what I mean? I would still try to do something else besides just my whole life first Jason because I was there for 10 seconds. Yeah, like I said, he doesn't go around saying I was in Manny's Orphans. <laughs> right. I'm a Manny's Orphan. Oh, God. Okay, let's go. Brandon, in case you didn't catch. Yeah, it, it was their first movie, actually. It's all right. He's not a Friday fanboy. He doesn't know. I, know. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Kevin Corpy. 
recommended indie horror sci-fi film Black Hollow Cage if you're up for a serious slow burn with thought-provoking storytelling. I saw Brandon. that. <laughs> 7 out of 10. I saw it. I talked about it on the 2017 show. I want to say I gave it a 7 out of 10, Black Hollow Cage. I want to say that it is on Prime. Matter of fact, I'm even going to say it was the 2018 show. I'm going to be more accurate. Yeah, Black Hollow Cage. Remember I said I'm pretty sure it was playing on Prime. It was the guy. They lived in that one house, and it was like see-through. Oh, man. How how can I explain Black Hollow Cage? A girl who lives secluded in a house in the woods with only the company of her father and a, and a wolfhound finds among the trees a mysterious cubic device. Yeah, she goes out into the thing. and she. Anyway, I talked about it on our, um, our end of year show. And I even recommended to you guys that year to watch it because it was on Prime for the longest time. Now you got to buy it from Prime. Sorry, guys. But no, it's worth a watch. It's definitely it's interesting and different. I think you guys might like it. So, But yeah, I, I, I've seen that one. Okay. I'm sorry. This Mess- is the best. I went to IMDb. That's Harry Lehman's picture. <laughs> you see? Is, he really is first, Jason. Like, that's no his shit. first picture that pops up. That's old, he doesn't even have a headshot. It's this picture. <laughs> that's like having a little boy that played Michael Myers in the first one. That got Michael. That got his face. And, and having Michael. that as his yeah. You know? It's about the same thing. Yeah. How come there's no first Michael? Where is he? Where- that shot's a much longer. <laughs> Where is First Michael? I want to see that kid come out and figure make a career out of it. <laughs> First, First Michael, Michael, come out to play. <laughs> wow. Let's do, let's go to some messages here. Here's one more bonus question. Oh boy, here we go. Here's here's Scott, aka Chris. I have some topics I wouldn't mind hearing you talk about. Number one, when did you first discover Italian horror? What's the first Italian movie you ever watched? What are your top five favorite Italian horror films? Mine was House by the Cemetery, Sells by the Cemetery in 87, Blind Rental. Didn't see another Italian horror film until 2016. Uh, I, well, our, like, that guy that I followed, he really used to write for Gorezone and Fangoria. He was also, he had his own magazine, Deep Red Horror Magazine, and a couple of cool books. And he did the Gore Score, Chaz Balin, I think his name was, uh, if I pronounce his last name correctly. And he had a huge heart on for Italian horror. And I used to read about it in his articles and in his books, Horror Holocaust and the Deep Red Horror Handbook. So it really made me sort of venture out and try to find them. So I, you know, I saw um, Cannibal Holocaust. That's how I saw Argento for the first time and sought him out to check him out. Uh, And probably the more popular Lucio Fulci films of like that, uh, 79 to 84 era. So again, I, I can't say what the first one was that I saw because I saw a bunch of them all in that time frame when I first got into horror, which would have been like 87, 88. Uh, but um, to rank them, I'd, I'd have to really think about it more. So I don't know if I could do it right on the spot right now. No, it's it's not easy. I mean, for me, I when we were renting all the videos in the 80s, I, I may have seen an Italian horror movie not knowing it was an Italian horror, but specifically I remember us ordering Suspiria because it was advertised in the Fangoria, the letterboxed edition, VHS. It was $89. We chipped in. We bought it. We watched it. We loved it. And that's what I remember. It was Suspiria. Now, I, I remember renting Make Them Die Slowly, which also is, I don't know if it's the edited version or the alternate version of, of Cannibal um, 
whatever the hell it's called, Ferox. But, so Ferox. I guess yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that could be Ferox. considered Italian, right? Yeah, that's um, Italian. So that one I would say, and then anything other than that, I guess it would have been like uh, Zombie, maybe. Yeah, Zombie. There was the Ucho Fulci and that one, and uh, City of the Living Dead, which was I think the Gates of Hell at the time on VHS. Right. That's yep. the one. That one and uh, Seven Doors of Death or the Beyond, but it was yep. only, like one of them was really chopped up to shit. I think it was the Seven Doors of Death or something. So you watch you watched them that young, Christian? Italian horror films. Yeah, well, I was when I was getting into Those it, I, I was into slashers and I was I, I, I was meant a just hound, for, so I really ones. wanted to see. I, I would hear he'd he'd rave about these movies being gory. Yeah. So then the gore right. hound in me wanted to the, to find these films. Uh, I wasn't always lucky. I had two good video stores. Uh, in our area, but it was a long time before I really got to see, like, be the Beyond Uncut or anything. I, I want to say my first Italian horror film was probably in my 20s, in my early 20s, when I really started just renting anything and everything horror, whether it was uh, Netflix, Blockbuster had the uh, the mail-away service, too. I was working, you know, I'd worked for years at Hollywood Video and Blockbuster, and that's probably when I got into it. And I want to say it was probably something like... Uh, you know, my dear killer, which was my uh, number one for for um, what year was that? Was that seventy? that seventy six? Now, now I'm drawing a blank on what year that was, but uh, that was probably one of the first ones. And then I got into Argento and Fulci and, uh, and stuff like that. But I can't remember seventy two was my dear killer, but I can't remember seeing any Italian horror when I was younger. Well, was my neighbor, but that neighbor that I saw. Night yeah. on Elm Street for the first time by accident, Silver Bullet, and they had Creepers. Now, yeah. I didn't okay. know it was called Phenomenon. It we was had Creepers, creepers too. with yep. that fucking killer cover. Uh, with, yep. with, well, they still have it, but with all the insects coming off and half of our yep. faces. Like, you know, and I saw that there. That was a cut version, but it scared the shit out of me because I was a little just on, the, on that cusp. Not young. Like my daughter's seen my, my fuck my son's seen worse than I ever saw. I would have never been able. I saw the innocence. that scared the shit out of me when I was at a younger age. And I caught Friday 13th by accident, like I've talked about it many a time. But it wasn't until I was like 13, 12, 13, that I was started to see those ones by accident. And at 12 and 13, I was still scared shitless. It was 14 when I really started embracing it as like, if things scare me, maybe I, I, I want to be their best friend in, in, a, in a sense, like keep your enemies close to you. Uh, if it scared me, maybe I want to absorb as many of these as possible. And I just became a fanatic. It was like, like, like that's where the fascination started. And it was so creepers. And um, I want to say deep red was one of the first ones. I'm not saying that, that I understood what the fuck was going on at the time, but I saw them early. Right. I saw all the Argentos early because after Suspiria came into my life, it's like, oh, who's this guy? Who's this guy? Jerry Argento. Okay. So I rented everything that was there that, that was on the shelves for him to rent. So it was always, he was an introduction to horror and he stayed my strongest influence. And if I was to make a top five, I would venture to say that it would just be my top five Argento. That's just the way I feel. I like his movies better than I like Fulci's. And uh, again, I haven't seen all the Bavas. I still have not sat down and watched Blood and Black Lace beginning to end. I know it's a major blind spot for me, and I really have to do it. I'm waiting for the blue, and the blue is, is too expensive still. I want to watch that. I want to experience that movie in, in, in the highest depth that I could get. Because I know it's... Get it's, the it's, arrow. It's on sale now. It's on sale now? 
Yeah, Arrow's having a sale. Hold on, why the hell aren't I getting? One of the ones that uh, when Mark Nato posted, I went to the uh, I went to the site and I think Blood and Blacklist was on that. Uh, uh, well, a really good price. Maybe I just got your your vice is a locked door and only I have the key. That was on there too because <laughs> it was only fifteen dollars. See, yeah. there's that there's that there's that limit again. Fifteen dollars. Like I said, I spent seventeen for um, Joker, but it's usually thirty. It's hard to get. But I mean, I don't like to go over twenty, even when it's a sale. I, I look for that. So I don't know what the price was. Maybe it was too much for me wanting to spend. But I do want to watch that on Blu-ray. But but I'm to me, it's from what I hear, it's special. It's very colorful and everything. So I want to make sure that when I watch that, it, it's in the best way possible to watch it. So I have high hopes for it, and I will watch it. But for me, it, it's all our general. And that's all there is to it. I love the Gates of Hell trilogy, though. I like it a lot. I just the Beyond to me is the best. And again, it's probably like a nine out of ten or something. With no, just, I, I prefer I prefer City. Really? Yeah. yeah. I need to watch them all again. Honestly, did you answer B or no? About Italian what, horror. About Italian. I mean, if I did a top five, it would probably be mostly Argento as well, mixed in a little Fulci. My Dear Killer would would be up there. I mean, I I love that film. That was like one of the first films, I, Italian films I saw, Italian horror films I saw. And uh, for the longest time, I couldn't remember the title of it. I just remember asking people, the mirror, the mirror rolling down the hill. And somebody figured it out for me and uh, told me about it. And I just, I'm obsessed with that film. And I just, uh, you know, I've seen so much Italian horror now, but it, it still comes back to the, the classics for me. There's a lot of good stuff, but you know, there's a reason why people talk about Argento, Fulci, Baba. Those, those are still the best. They are. Sure. There are definitely some hidden gems in there, but again, my knowledge, while I, I think is pretty decent, is still nowhere near, you know, others who are obsessed with Italian art. And you can get confused. I mean, some of these films kind of bleed into one another, where you're like, oh wait, was this one that one? So you can you can get confused very easily. Red Queen Kills Seven Times was a good one. You know, well, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, and like I, I right on. probably more like you two in the big picture. I may have started watching them, but like I haven't really ventured out to find anybody uh, anybody new. All the all the 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 buzz the the usual suspects: Argento, yeah. Bava, uh, right? Uh, uh, Michael uh, was it Sovier that did yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a stage fright, the church, and fucking uh, yeah, yeah. cemetery. And, yeah, dude, those cemetery, are good movies. Man. Like those, that, yeah. that's uh, those are like the names that really. And then I guess Lamberto Bava because Demons was Ooh, one of the ones I Demons. saw out of the Lamberto game. Bava's in some that great films. First yeah. Demons, Demons and Demons too, which is oh, why that Demons, and I love yeah. Demons too. Now uh, it was always available yeah. cut, and and it was still enjoyable, uh, but Demons I saw like really when I first got into horror, and I loved it. So it's always had a kind of a special place in my heart. So, but anyway, we could, yeah, talking through. But that's nice. like kind of the usual suspects. Nice. Yeah, I feel you there. Okay, let's go in. Number two, this because he did like five of them. Um, what killer bear movie do you like better, Grizzly or Prophecy? I have only seen Grizzly, and it was for the first time three years ago when I enjoyed it. I have not seen Prophecy yet, so I can't answer. I like Grizzly better, but Prophecy, the sleeping bag kill, is fucking hilarious. I've seen that. And it is. And I'll have to go with uh, Grizzly as well because I have uh, Prophecy because it's on Prime, I believe, uh, here to watch. It's been on my – I've downloaded it to my iPad to watch, and I still haven't watched it yet. 
All right, then. Okay, number three. Yeah, do it for sure. What are some horror movies? This is going to be tough for me because I, I, my mind doesn't work this way. But what are some horror movies that you love, but in reality you know that they're terrible movies? Guilty pleasures, so to speak. Even though I don't feel guilty about any horror movies I like. You know what I mean. Again, you guys know how I talk. and We, we even discussed it last night, and, and B understands what I mean now. Finally, it sunk in, where to me, best and favor are the same thing. And if I love a movie, I think it's great. So I, I, I it's always tough go with Maximum to have... Overdrive. I know deep down it's not a good movie, but I love watching it. But the things that I that I feel are guilt that I could be considered guilty pleasures for me are only because of like n- not horror, no horror at all. Like the only guilty pleasure I would have, and the only that, that could fall into that line is like the Golden Girls. I love the Golden Girls. What I sit, th- do I want? <laughs> I'm not embarrassed about it, but it's still something that I would feel weird. I don't know. I can't even explain it. No, or Grease and Grease, Grease and Grease too. I love those movies. You know what I mean? But they're not guilty pleasures. But they're not also something that I actually at this point in my life I don't care. But I mean, at a time, once upon a time, I wouldn't advertise it to people. I guess is is the best way. I could. But when it comes to horror, again, anything that I think is great to me is great. I rate it high. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Obviously, I know that um, I can't even think of a movie like out of my top 20 or something that I can't think of a good, you know, I can't put it into words. I can't can't think of a good example. I get what I get. I get the question, but like, I don't know. Like, I love like M. Night Shyamalan films and people are just, you know, so critical of him. So is that is it a guilty pleasure? No, I enjoy him. I think people are too tough on him. But uh, but you don't think they're bad movies. No, I don't. That's what I'm saying. He says movies that you you know that they're terrible movies, but you love them. See, to no, me, that, that doesn't. It, there's no existence there. If they were terrible, I wouldn't love them. If I say a movie's yeah. terrible, I don't love it. If I think I can say a movie isn't made great, but I still love it, doesn't matter. But that's two different maybe, things. Maybe that's the, the later, maybe the later Elm Streets. Like I could, st- I, oh, def- no, but I don't. But I don't yeah. watch them a lot. But watch I don't watch them, them a lot. The Freddy 13th ones I watch. Yeah, but you don't but love them. No, I don't, I don't love them. But I, I'd I watch them. But, but. There, no, yeah, it's hard because I used to be like that where I would probably say, Oh, I want to watch, you know, Freddy's Dead or or Jason Takes Manhattan, but now I don't. But I here's the deal the Friday the 13th franchise is the only franchise where I will watch not Jason Goes to Hell, I will watch every movie in that franchise, even if I don't particularly like them or rate them high i've seen them so many times and they've been such a part of my life and there's just something about that franchise that's fun it's almost like being part of a family and knowing the cast even if you don't know the you it's almost like a cult something about the friday the 13th franchise i feel good watching them even the bad ones except jason goes to hell but it's just like yes i will rate Whatever I rated Jason Takes Manhattan uh, when we did the show, three and a half, or well, as low as I was, I would still rather watch that than another movie that's five out of ten that I rated from, from 2016 that's that I it. watched. And, and, and I'm the same way, and I will always be the same way. And I also right. watch uh, Jason Goes to Hell, too. But that's where we differ. But I hear you. And it's I, weird. Yeah. I can't explain why. I just feel something watching it. Maybe it's because I grew up with it whatever it is, it's it's my franchise. And I know like other people like Venom and like JP, they rate them high. Like they're, like they're, they're doing that countdown with, uh, with Becca and the Micah Bandis and they're rating Jason takes Manhattan seven out of 10 and shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck? Really? Uh, that's fine that you love it. And 
I know that I'm just as big a fan of the Friday franchise as they are, but the, what separates me is that I can still objectively look at it and say, it's a 4 out of 10. It's not very good. I don't hate it, but I do get angry at it because I know that Jason and what that franchise was in the first five movies to what it is now angers me. I don't look at it and say, well, my boy Jason is, is in it, so I'm blindly going to love it. I can't do that. I can look at it and say, because Jason's in it, I get mad that it's not better. I guess that's the best way I can describe it. But four, what is your personal scariest horror film ever? Does anybody have one? The Shining scares me just due to a couple scenes that really scare me. I'll have to go with The Thing because it's one of my favorite. But The Thing and Dawn of the Dead. Because Dawn of the Dead, I look at it beyond the zombie factor. I just look if society went that route and the chaos that it would would ensue and, and The Thing... Uh, because I generally think, again, body horror, we were talking about earlier, and losing one's identity and someone being someone that they're not is, is a creepy concept. So those I'll go with those two. Don't have one. Don't have nothing scary? Nothing scares me. God bless you. Okay, actually, no, I'm, I'm not jealous. I, I'd rather be scared. But anyway, uh, okay, five. Are there any horror films that you just don't like at all, but most other people seem to love? He has a bunch. Hellraiser, I've seen the first two, I don't like them. Dawn of the Dead, Candyman, Maniac, Deeper, he goes on and on. It follows Krampus. There's, he does a plenty of others that, there are, those are a few that I hate, but they seem to make most other horror fans erect. <laughs> I can't honestly think of one for me, of something that I don't like at all that everybody else loves. See, I don't, don't know. like don't like's a strong word. I mean, it's like if, no, because I, there are there are tons of movies like that that I'm not as high on as other people. Greasy but, Strangler, I don't like, and I know a lot. It seems Greasy like a lot Strangler of like is that. a piece of shit. I'm with you. Greasy Strangler is one of the worst movies. Yeah, a lot of people it. like it. A lot yeah, of people like it. The Barn is another people. A lot of people seem to like. I think just trash. I liked it the first time I watched it. I watched it oh, again, and I was like, it's, finish it's, it almost. Not, it's not that good. I, um, it's, you know, it's like a 6 out of 10 for me, probably. You know, I can't think of anything that's like a heavy hitter that everybody loves and I don't. Maybe I mean, Aliens. I don't love Aliens. It's my, probably my least favorite of their franchise, but everyone loves it. So I guess that's one. I'm not a big fan of the Alien franchise, period. I'm just, it, it, just never, it just was never my thing. I'm not a huge sci-fi horror person. I like sci-fi. When it, when it's mixed, I'm not huge on it. Right. I don't know. It's not easy. See? She's just sitting there, not even paying attention. No, sorry. I was, I was looking you got at something going IMDb, on, buddy? And I was looking at my IMDb oh. to see if I had anything that would kind of refresh my... Not off the top of my head, no. I can't think of anything that was universally loved that I hate. I don't know. There's movies that I rate lower than other people, like Black Christmas. I'll say eight out of ten, and isn't ten, and I'll tell you why. You know what I mean? But like, I mean, like I didn't hate it or it Chapter Two. I liked both those movies. Right? They're just they were. I was not nearly as high as everybody else. Yeah, like, and that's not, how I am with films like Midsommar, with The Lighthouse, with uh, well, with tons of films. But, but I but I, I like them because it got, like I but I, it just yeah I don't know they didn't blow my socks off. Right. Even Hereditary, even Hereditary. I, I like Hereditary on the second watch. Didn't like it as much as the first time. Still think it's an 8 out of 10, maybe an 8.5 max, but uh, everyone, you know, everyone fucking blows it. And I think it's a beautifully made film, but it's, it's, it's okay. It's good. 
I might have to come back to that. I might have to look around and, oh, and see. I, 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 not everyone loves the possession, but I feel you. <laughs> possession, right? I might have to come back to that because I got to. I don't know. I, I can't think of anything offhand, honestly. So, okay, here's one more bonus question in case you're needing more material. What's your favorite horror comedy of all time? Mine is Student Bodies. Mine, I have figured it out as of recent times, is what we do in the shadows. I prefer what we do in the shadows now to Shaun of the Dead. That's my answer. And, and again, that, that such a broad stroke is Return of the Living Dead considered a comedy horror, horror comedy? I don't think of it that way. No, it's more Maybe satire. I should. So then I'll have to go with Shaun of the Dead because that's more laugh out loud. Like they were going right. for the laughs as much as they're going for the scares or, or the, 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 you know, the gore and whatever. So I'll say Shaun of the Dead still. I like that answer of what we do in the shadows, but I'll even throw out another one just because it's uh, it's also a newer one and it's it's absolutely hilarious and that's Tucker and Dale. Oh yeah, which is evil. That's that's, that's a that's an actual laugh out loud comedy. Because I would have said Fright Night because it's one of my favorite movies, but it's not like a laugh yeah. out loud. It's more of like a self aware type. Right. Whereas what we do in the shadows, Shaun of the Dead, uh, Tucker and Dale, you actually laugh from them. Which is rare in horror comedy. Nightmare on Elm Street 4 and on are more comedy horror than than Fright Night and Return of the Living Dead. You know what? And you know, <laughs> Honestly, going going but nobody back says to, that. Going back to movies that scared me. You know, I, I always talk about them being the first movies that I was introduced to, and, and they both scared me for for certain scenes, especially being that young. And Fright Night and House would be two of them because Fright House Night, is good. Fright Night, every time that that werewolf comes running out of that room in slow motion and then uh, you know Roddy McDowell stabs him and you know he falls over and you see him crawl under and and he's reverse transforming that was always terrified me as a kid and house i mean the whole house terrified me that you know talk about like again like that open space with the pool and everything is big and he's alone in the house and when he has the room set up with the cameras shooting at the closet to catch the creature i was i was very terrified of those films when i was younger whereas now they're you know, obviously, Fright Night's more comedy, and you know, House House is a serious tone film, but can be kind of silly. Mm-hmm. But but it's still, you know, when you're eight years old watching it, it's it was pretty terrifying. So I'll say those scared me. And like I said, The Ring, The Ring for some reason really bothered me, especially that that face, yeah, the, the flan of the Flanaganism, I, right? I See? agree with you though. That but is I I don't know why that terrified me. Juwan scares me too. So. Yeah, Juan, Juan, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, just a few more. These come from Robert Dennis. Number one, will Ari Aster move away from horror? And if so, what type of movie would you want him to make? I think he will. Isn't he making a Viking epic next? Yeah, but I guess it's still going to be horror-based the way Lighthouse is. No, I know. know. Not that. No, no, no. That's why I got confused. No, that is uh, Robert Eggers is making the Viking thing. Oh, Robert Eggers. Correct. I'm confused. It's okay. Ari Aster, I definitely think is going to move away. I don't. I. I wish he would stay in horror, but I think he'll do some other stuff. I don't know. Maybe not. Though everything he's done has been been pretty horror centric, but it's also had a lot of drama in it. So it's hard to say. You know. Is I guess there, he, is there really talk of him moving away? Because no, I he just says, "Will he?" That's his question. Do you? Think yeah. Oh, okay. Will he? Uh, I. I don't think he will. I think. Uh, I think he's found his his niche, and I think it it, it appeals to a pretty wide audience. Beyond horror, too, because it, it's intelligent stuff. 
Yep. You know, even, even if it's like a drama thriller, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, and that, and that's still, you know, you know, that's where we come into, you know, is it hard? That they're still going to fall under the banner of uh, films that we probably count on our lists anyway. You know, dark thriller, drama, mystery. Right. Yeah. What do you think, C? Same thing? Yeah. Uh, I think you could do like, he'll move into that ICU realm, Brandon. That, nah. where, it's still, where it still can be borderline yeah. taken as a horror film, or I think you'll always have a thriller element to it. Yeah. That's right. He'll this be the is thriller. thriller. He'll be the thriller king. You'll be the new one that takes that title. He'll be the thriller in Manila. <laughs> okay. Number two. What is the upcoming 2020 horror release you're most looking forward to? I got to tell you, I'm in the dark. Even though we did that bonus show last month and we talked about what new was coming out, off the top of my head, I can't think of what's coming out this year. Maybe you guys can help me, but I don't remember. I don't really remember anything much more, and I wrote even a list to get me primed. I'm looking forward to Halloween Kills. I don't care. Fair enough. So am I. Oh, that scared the shit out of me, Brandon. That's the movie right there. That's what was gonna. That's gonna happen. Like that door just flying open. That's right. I thought he was gonna kill. I thought he was gonna kill me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Candyman. The, the trailer recently dropped. I checked it out, and uh, it, it has me intrigued. I'm. Uh, I'm interested to see w- what they do with it. Also, uh, Saw. You know, oh, I, yeah, I love that Saw. looks good. Brandon, yeah. I'm, I'm with you, man. I, in fact, yeah. I I have the reverse opinion of Candyman. Candyman looked. It looks messy. Maybe it's again. It's the way the trailer was done. I don't know. Saw looks interesting with Samuel Jackson and Chris Rock, and I love. <laughs> I watched that trailer play out, and it looks yeah. great. And anybody that was posting, oh look, they ripped off the Dreamcast logo. I'm like, have you ever watched the other fucking movies? That logo's been around. That whole spiral <laughs> thing's been around since yeah. the fucking beginning. Yeah, it's fine. I think it's. I think it's going to be something different. So I'm. I'm. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. But Good the Candyman trailer intrigued me because it's. It's a sequel. Yeah. It's a sequel. It's true. So, so I, I'm intrigued. And, you know, there are, you know, they have one of the characters returning from the original. And I know they talk that they're going to mention um, Helen's name in this. So, I, I, you know, it, it looks, uh, it looked good to me. I'm interested in seeing this movie, The Hunt, that was pulled and now they're going to release it. So yeah, I have an hunt, interest yeah. for that. But going just off cover art alone, because you know me, let's see if it ends up being true. I am, I want to see Antebellum. That's 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 the cover that strikes me. Granted, you look at it and you'll say, "Doesn't look that special." Hey, I saw the trailer for Antebellum. I can't really tell what the hell it's about, but I'll, okay. I'll still see it. That that that's the one right now. I, I'm saying I'm looking forward to is Antebellum. So we're we'll see. Okay, uh, number four, the no number three. What horror film needs to be remade the most? I'm gonna stick with what I always say: the Funhouse. I want a damn good version of the Funhouse, better than what we got. I think it would be great. And I'm going to go with my always cop-out answer, which is Friday the 13th, the way I want to see Friday the 13th done with Mrs. Voorhees. Uh-huh. And a you know she's Jason. in a movie. And a hint of Jason. Naomi Watts is in a movie that's coming out this year, another horror movie. Is she? Yep. Yep. Because nice. that's C's oh. pick for uh, Mrs. V. Yeah. You know what? I'm pulling this out of my ass only because it was, we were just, I was just brought up two films that I watched as a child. I'm going to go with Troll. Wow, interesting. Troll. I, that is out of your house. Holy shit. Wow. I, you know why? Because I loved that movie as a kid. And, you know, wow. watching it as an adult, it's really just boring and bad. And I just don't like it anymore. Yeah, I think I gave it like a... Your... But I love it. It's Italian, it isn't it? It's Italian horror, isn't it? 
That could have been your answer. Hit your that, I'm, I'm a troll. You want the meatball? Psych! <laughs> I'm trolling you with the meatball. Was, meat it, was it an Italian company that did the first one too? I think the I think troll was Italian. I thought it was. Troll. I thought it was Empire. No? Troll is my troll is my favorite Italian horror film. I'm telling you, I think it's Italian. I think it is too, for some reason, or maybe Troll Two was Italian. Yeah, troll Two is Italian. Troll yeah. One, I thought I was uh, Empire Pictures. I don't know. Look and oh see. Oh my Julie Ray Dreyfus was in Troll. Yeah, yeah. Sonny Bono was in it. You wrecked my new Sonny Bono wig. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Leatherface. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number four. The three of you have discussed making your own horror film. Have you decided what kind? Found footage, slasher, etc. I would assume a slasher, but I don't recall you discussing it. Well, we've discussed it a lot here. <laughs> we have discussed it, and I guess again, if we go with the one that I've envisioned as like being the first one that Brandon's so interested in being in because he can act so well, is a, a found footage slasher film. Right on. So a little bit of both. I think it's a, it's a good. It's a good idea because you haven't really seen a found footage slasher film. But of course, I'm interested in making a deeply psychological horror film. That's our third one. This is the plan. The fourth <laughs> one, it's true. Rubber. It's true. The first one, the first one is going to make money to get to make the second one. The second one's going to be stuff that I'm not into, but I know people like. It's going to be full of stupid shit and stupid monsters. Uh, th th that line's going to come in there, freaking release the wow wahs. All that stupid shit that people are going to quote and think it's funny release and all the kinds wah -wahs? of. It's going to be a horror comedy. <laughs> yes. It's going to be a horror one? comedy. Yeah, it's going to be, but that's just going to be a line in it, right? With the flying chihuahuas. And it's going to be ridiculous. It's going like to be stupid shit. He's giving himself a five-movie deal. <laughs> the second movie, stupid shit. And then the money from the first and the second movie combined. The third movie is going to be us as artists doing what we want to do and really writing, putting our mind to it and making a serious horror film. Doesn't matter. We don't know what kind. But that's why I envisioned the first one is just getting our foot in the door. The second one's going to be silly, stupid horror comedy bullshit that people like. And we know they're going to gravitate to it like Greasy Strangler shit because anybody can do it. And the third one is going to be our, our serious film. That's how I feel. But we'll see. That's what <laughs> is Correct. So well, arc, we're already working if on we had arc in filmmaking. Do it now. If somebody gave us $5 million right now to make the movie, that's what the third movie would have to be because they wouldn't have enough money. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. The series film, but whatever. And Troll uh, was a co-production. It was the United States and Italy, Brandon. Okay, told you. Number five. What horror film tropes are the three of the three? No. What? What? The, I can't. What horror film tropes are the three of? Oh. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> what horror film tropes are the three of you just sick of? Jump scares, the final girl, sex equals death, etc. Can't wait for the show. Cheers, fellas. Rob, that's Robert Dennis. Um, I'm glad I can read. Uh, now, I'll say this. The old school ones, I'm not sick of any of them. I like sex equals death. I love the final girls. I like the jump scares when they're done and they're earned. So the shit that other people don't like, and I've said mine many times, the damn dream, double dream sequence fake out. Hate it, hate it. Hate it. I don't mind a dream in a film when I know it's a dream the first second. Like in Gretel and Hansel, it's portrayed as a dream. You know it's a dream. But anything where, where you think it's going to be something really cool that happens and ends up just being a dream, just make that part of the movie instead. Stop with the fucking dreams. Yeah, fuck Slaughterhouse. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Brian De Palma is the only one that seems to be able to get away with that dream within a dream. Uh, and 
but I agree with that. I would also say um, I'm pretty cool with most of those other tropes, except for it's just a cat that's been locked in the closet for 15 weeks or whatever, or it's a <laughs> rabbit making the noise in the forest when they turn around. That shit I, I'm done with, and that was like a, a shitty trope from way back when, or the whole head fake of scary music when someone's walking and oh. it turns out to be nothing. <laughs> Uh, yeah. How about the foreboding music when you sh- cut yourself shaving, like in the Slayer? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I'm sick of you know my phone just died, no reception, uh, oh, the yeah. car won't start. It's there's it just it doesn't happen anymore. Ca- all cars start. <laughs> <laughs> we did a thing on this. It was our deep dive topic on Watsy. I don't know how many episodes, but we only have ten. So go back and look at it. And I go in depth about three things that really bother me. So, and, and Watson did the same. And it, it's a really good listen. Have you ever, have you ever told uh, the, the Watt part of the Z that none of those 10 have ever come into a top 10 of a month because they've never, <laughs> Jason Lloyd's never released the numbers of the month that you guys have released an episode. Did he recently release one? Yeah, like for January. Yeah. Or did I dream it? No, and Watson no, wasn't did. there? No, I don't think he had, a, uh, did you have a January release? We have one every month. Well then, no, I think he let it out early February. It may, it might have been late December, early February. And there was not one that dropped in January. But if one dropped in January, then you didn't make it. Oh, we made it. So there must have been a problem there. I gotta see what's up with that. His and hers. J- yeah. Yeah. JP was all over that yeah. list. Yeah. But we was were still he? number one. We were still number I, one. I gotta go back and see what's His what and hers and, and, and uh, twenty two shots took up pretty much the majority of that list. Well, the, how could there have not been a Watsi? Watsi would have been number three. He was no on our show for the top 19 of 2019. So I have a feeling you released one in December, and by the time he edited the January one, it was released in February. Or it was dropped on January 29th, which then it wouldn't have counted for the numbers because you wouldn't oh. have got enough downloads. That's probably okay. what happened. That's probably what it is then. But yes. I just wanted to make sure I rubbed that in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Because I'm an asshole. Hear that, Watson? Okay. All right, B, take over. Are we okay, C? Are you cool? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Oh, we want to. Okay, hold on. You got the you got the Facebooks. If you want me to talk topics in the meantime, I got topics. No, 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 no. I have. I got shit stuff. written down. I've been meaning to vent. Okay, go ahead. I vent something. What no, no, no. We vented already. I closed it up. I thought we were gonna just do it like go next ahead. show or something. Warren Money, what has been your favorite moment from the first one hundred episodes? Oh, we should have saved that for episode 100. What, what if it happens next episode? That's my answer. That time on episode 100, <laughs> when um, it was about an hour into it, and Brandon said something, Christian didn't understand what he said, and then I I didn't understand what he said, and it was a, something different. That's my answer. And no, it turned <laughs> out to be incredibly racist. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun moment. The colored bear freaking uh, drama. That Too bad was, they never heard it. I, the only time I begged Christian to edit the show to out, edit that part out. That was funny. I was, it was funny, though. And the one time when, when it, I think it was on the Slasher show, when Christian, pardon me, when Brandon actually said cinematography after we had been busting Christian's balls for months about doing the same thing, <laughs> and then he ended up saying it by accident. That was awesome. Cinematography. <laughs> uh, too, many, too many to name, huh? I know, it's tough. It is. Christine, what is the hardest part of podcasting and what is the best part? The hardest part is watching mo- certain movies when you're just not in the mood to watch them. Yep. Without a doubt, that's the hardest part. Best part is uh, is Dave. <laughs> just Why kidding, me? C. Just because I didn't want to say C also, but it's both of you. It's oh, the, it's the co-host. It is. 
No, it's true. I, I, there's no way I'd be podcasting this long if I didn't enjoy doing it with you guys. That's true. Hey, yeah. I'm with you. The, the, the worst part, there's two worst parts. Watching the movies and running out of time and not, and not being able to give them the proper you know, time yeah. you want to give them and maybe not being enthused to watch that movie that particular day. And when we're sitting down recording, when there's a time crunch, when I feel we only have this much time left and this and this, and then it's in the back of my instead of just me being relaxed and laid back and enjoying myself, I'm thinking about other shit. And I'm thinking, I got to get this in before we get off. We got to discuss this. We got to do that. We have a time limit. When there's a time limit, that's the only part that fucks, it fucks up my stomach and shit. And, and I'm not yeah. as comfortable as I like to be. But the best part is us just naturally having our conversations and just and doing our thing. Shows like this, honestly, where we're just kicking back. Laid back. I like it. Laid back. Cracking our eyes. Oh, what are the, the hard, the best part is doing, is doing the show. I actually hate editing it now. So yeah, that was, yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> pretty soon, you'll be no offense, editing. You pretty soon you to, don't have to. Yeah. Well, the, the, you guys get to do the show and go on with your lives. And then I've got to, I, I, I'm not saying I, like, I actually like to edit stuff, but then this eats into a schedule of, I could be watching movies. But no, I've got to edit now and, and, and right. whatnot. So sometimes like it, it's a love-hate relationship, I'll say. It's just that because I do enjoy seeing it all come together. But for this, for that's usually when there's visuals involved as well. And it's a movie or a, a, like a something that we're doing for fun. Skit. But when we're doing the show and it's just audio, I'm not as enthused, to be honest, from the editing standpoint. Well, let me ask you this: Are you are you going to change anything about it after episode one hundred? Are you going to continue to do it the way you do it? Absolutely not, unless the patrons want me to change something. I mean, this is what the goal is. That at the end of the day, this is the show that we've created. This is the show we like, and we're assuming this is a show that you want. Now, the only well, thing my would question be, is this: My only thing would be that we've given them the uncut version, which right. is totally uncut. Are they going to want an edited version? And that's something that we can discuss, I think, with the group. It doesn't okay. have to be something we discuss here. That's no. a patron-only discussion. Okay. That, that's what I wanted to know. Is the burden going to be lessened? It will be much – it will be very – like I've already uh, gotten into a habit okay. in the last six months that has made me streamline the process, which will lead into fucking Watson's nonsense questions later. <laughs> <laughs> I, I joke because I know that he's – Giving me a little grind there too. So, okay. How about the boo birds? That's the pop. That's the thing I don't like. Look what happened to us on iTunes. We all of a sudden we got these freaking one stars that have come in in the last, uh, you know, a couple of weeks since the announcement. Nobody said anything. The funny thing is, some people have come on there and literally given us five stars and saying, saying I'm not going to continue to listen when they go Patreon only, but but I recommend that you do it. Or so, like nobody's come oh, on this and said has about it on even iTunes. I didn't even know this existed on iTunes. I'll tell you right now what it said. Yeah, I, I, I will read them to you. But what, what about what happened with you uh, this morning when you put oh, on the YouTube? That's different. That's YouTube thing. We have a four hour or three and a half hour show, three hour twenty, whatever the hell it is. The last episode, the the YouTube version. I pop it on YouTube. It uploads, which takes about forty five minutes for roughly an hour, maybe by the time it processes or whatever. It had been processed, so that it was uploaded ready to view for less than 10 minutes two thumbs down no one could have watched it if they watched it they watched what we've always had which was the opening and maybe that we had guest stars on there that deserved better but that came 
only came. I don't care if you hate the show or not. There's no fucking comments made. It was two thumbs down because it could only be because we've decided to go to Patreon and they've decided they're going to thumbs down everything we've put out. We've never had this before. People could hate the show all they want. As I jokingly said on Facebook, it, it boggles my mind that you would hate it. <laughs> but I prejudice. But the reality would be you could hate the show. But tell us why you hate it. Give us a fucking comment. You're selling. You went to. Uh, you went to Patreon only. So be it. I don't agree with you, obviously, but so be it. But don't hide behind a fucking thumbs down, you fucking skunks. Lowest cool. common denominator human beings. I fucking hate you. See? And that's the same shit that some people did. Here, we have 169 ratings. It was 170 yesterday. And before, we had like two that were like a, a one. And most of them were fives, a couple twos and a three, right? And all of a sudden, we have like five freaking one-star ratings. So I went on the Patreon. I said, guys, please... Up it because I don't want us to go to a 4.5 now total. The more ones you get, the longer it's going to. So people are, are pissed off. The boo birds are coming on there and just giving us one star. Meanwhile, though, a couple of people came on. Like someone said here, uh, it was in February. And he says, great work, gentlemen. And come on, people. A dollar an episode. Everyone can afford it. Count me in to continue listening as you guys, as long as you keep it, keep it up. Okay. Then someone says, um, I got to give them up because they are going Patreon only. Sorry, guys. They are a good listen, though. So go ahead and join their Patreon. And, that, and they gave us five stars. That's and cool, said, oh, though. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, right. you could give us one star and, 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 and voice your opinion why, but just Correct. at least give a fucking opinion. Right. Because that's Tell a cop-out. Just, yes, just by putting a star rating there. Cop-out. Voice the opinion. We, you don't have to join us. Trust me, we want you to. Right. And not just for the... The money's great. Obviously, it's a, it's a patron thing. The whole point is it's supposed to do the show, make the show better, and, of course... We want it to be the, to do the movie, but I'm saying if you can't do it, you can't do it. That's fine, but give us the reasoning, like this guy did. Right, Who and that's he? what they did. Did they give a name? Who or said that? <laughs> this is a uh, no. This is a woman, Mrs. M M. So who knows? But that's what she did. That's what Mike she did. Merriman. So now listen to this one, Mrs. Mike Merriman. Yeah, it's Mike Merriman's wife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she she doesn't she doesn't see her husband enough. He's too busy skyping, so she's, yeah, she's rating our show. Constantly fucking <laughs> podcasting. He's trying to get Joey to fucking come on at 6.40 in the morning on a Sunday morning or some shit. Did you see that shit in the chat? Joe, Joe, come on, come on. Around. And he's like, dude, it's and fucking he's, he's 7.40 in the morning. Right, I'm with too? my family. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. cut it off, right? Because I don't yeah. see him. He used to be all over it. And he's just no, he's off. stopped. Yeah. I what? think he's officially had enough of Mike Merriman. It's just like, <laughs> I got to get the fuck out of here. Oh, fuck. So here's one funny thing I wanted to read you. This is a five-star review, and I'm reading it to you guys for a reason. Love the shows, and this is what he says. And tell me if you guys know why they said this. It took me a minute, but I figured it out like later. Um, They used money in the game so they could buy property to win clothes. Anybody? Anybody? Bueller. Um, They used money in the game so they could buy property to win clothes. Now, it took me a day, and it, it hit me what they were talking about. <laughs> You know it? No. I, okay. He's talking about a conversation we had about on our on our retro about Friday the thirteenth. Why did they have money in front of them when they were playing Monopoly? If they were strip Monopoly. And that's the answer. His answer. They used money in the game so they could buy a property to win clothes. That's his answer. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. That was on yeah. that, that was on iTunes? That's one of our reviews. It's that's a five-star awesome. review, and that's what it says. It says, love the shows is the headline, and that's all he said. So, CBM007. 
I don't know who it is, but it's great. That is great. <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, where were we, B? <laughs> uh, Keith, my question is, when are we going to finally get the video of Christian falling asleep during recording because he decided to drink a glass of wine? Ah. I saw that question, actually. Uh, there is video, but I'm off screen because I knew I was falling asleep. I, I put myself, <laughs> I turned my camera off, if you remember. So it's just the logo. So the, the the recording exists, but I'm not on screen asleep because so I'm smart enough to realize this is when you guys were re reviewing Starry Eyes. And I started okay. going, and What's, then I just did right, story. I, I, I got to stop us for a second. Okay, uh, Heather and Scott left left our group chat, and I figured it was because they were recording, and now Watson has left the group. Okay. I don't know. They left the group? Maybe because um, Top 100 is due today? And um, they're figuring there's not going to be any more discussions. Oh, <laughs> I have no idea. That's right. my guess. I don't know. Just it's kind of upsetting me. Uh, okay, <laughs> they're just going to be in the other the other chat, the, the horror podcast people, which is going to take over the top 100. When did it dawn on you that your podcast was actually really good? I wasn't aware of this, so it's just <laughs> dawning on me now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we had uh, chemistry out of the gate, but I didn't know anything was going to be done. I always made that joke when we, because at that time, Skeleton Crew reigned supreme. Yes. And Sorry, it was episode was... 10. Episode 10, I told Dave after I edited, as I was editing, I think I told both of you guys, I said, this is going to be our highest listened episode at the time. I will say something. I was going to say that. But when I'm, I, I just went back to look at all our first shows and everything else. I'm going to say that episode eight was something that I was very happy with. It was Rosemary's Baby and the Witch. Yeah. We really get into some good deep discussions in that one, more than we had in the past. When I, when I look at the other stuff we talked about, something about that show. And then we did Cloverfield and Cloverfield next. And then number 10 was 40 Years of Favorites. Now that's horror. So I'm going to say, and then after that, number 11 was The Invitation. And we got deep into that discussion. So for me, I'm going to say episode eight is when I think it, it took eight episodes. And then the discussions we had there about Rosemary's Baby and the Witch were really good ones. So I, I, that's my answer. We're very civil to one another for the first couple of episodes, too. I'm saying there, there's some jokes, True. there's some humor. And then it's episode four. that I, <laughs> That's <laughs> where I think Top of the Mops started and... And everything else, and, and it just sort of went from there. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. I remember listening back to like the first episode, and I, I was—I don't know—I felt like I was like very proper. I was like, I was almost like Jeremy. I was leading us out of the show. Yep. Hey, guys, you have yep. anything else left? I was like, what the hell is this? Because <laughs> like, we were—I like the only thing I knew was twenty. Well, that's all you knew, right? Yeah, that's exactly. Fair. So that's I was fair, like, though. and I'm like, fuck these guys. Let's just roast them. <laughs> episode uh if you guys could remake any horror flick with money being no object which one would you choose and who would you cast that's from mark lang didn't we just we, we just, already got just that. answered that mark it'd still be the same yeah. answer Friday yeah troll troll who would i put in my remake i don't know why troll you know why troll not only because i was thinking of that you know when i first started watching horror, but also because the movie troll hunter like they can make troll like mm. now, like the, the trolls look awesome in Troll Hunter. Can you imagine if Troll had like a troll that looked like from Troll Hunter? How many times am I gonna say troll in one sentence? Troll, <laughs> troll, because you are a fucking troll. Because you're trolling the Gordon, top one. Gordon, Gordon, good boy to see. Good to see you, good boy, Gordon. Gordon, you're good boy. <laughs> nice. Gordon, Gordon. Okay, uh, here's who I'm putting in my movie. The Fun House is being remade, 
And the girls are going to be Mia Goth because it's Mia fucking Goth and uh, <laughs> and Emma, Emma Watson. Emma. Yeah, and Emma. Did I say Watson? I, Emma. I had Watson on the brain because he just left the group. And Emma Roberts because it's Emma fucking Roberts. So give me Emma and give me Mia on the same movie. And Mr. Watson. Yeah, Mr. Watson could be the Barker. You know, they wiggle and they shake. Yeah. Imagine Watson saying that and then say, show me your salami, motherfucker. Imagine that. Watson could be there. Uh, the two guys, that would be, actually, there'd be three because the problem with the funhouse is not enough teens. So let's add a third girl to the mix, third female. And um, who should we put in as the third girl? Um, oh, uh, Thomason. We'll have to put her in there instead. She could be my number three. Yeah. And then the three guys could be um shit. Do I really care who the guys are? Who's a young actor that could that could play a teenager? I'll put Evan Peters in there, even though he's too old to be in it. But Timothy then Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet, Evan Peters, because I love him. And um Tom I don't Holland. Know. I don't know who Tom Holland is, except he's the guy Spider-Man. that had Tom Holland's terror time. No, I don't know nothing about no superheroes. So uh I don't know. I'll put the guy from uh, Shameless in. Lip. The guy that which, was in which one? The one I like. Yeah, we'll put Lip in there. Jeremy Allen White. He's like thirty. Yeah, but he well, so was him. Emma. Well, so was Emma. She can do it. He can play young. And if not, then I'll put the other kid that was in Marylebone with uh, Mia Goth, the other brother from Shameless. Not Lip, but um, wasn't wasn't that kid in there? Are you thinking the one from Stranger Things? Maybe the thing from Stranger Things. Then we'll put yeah, him. The brother, in. the brother from Stranger Things. Okay, there's my answer, and and it's the funhouse. And who's going to be the killer? I don't know. I'll think about Elfin it. Another. Oh. The rocking horse. Don't rock the horse. Don't rock Everything the horse, baby. Don't rock the horse. Back. Don't tip the rock. <laughs> oh, I thought you said. I thought you said the rock. Of course. That's what I thought you said. The rock. Of course. I thought you said oh, the rocking horse. <laughs> oh, okay. I pictured the rock. Okay, and my favorite hoe is yours, of course. Okay, anybody else Uh, got? We went. I'm not kidding. (laughs) We win. Okay. I said we went. I thought no. Went. Oh yeah, we did. I I just threw in some cast members. Yeah, go ahead. I'm not casting my. Okay. I just want to see more of Emma and me. Marco thought he was being cute, but he spelled the sentence like a dumbass. I'm gonna read it the way he wrote it. Why you are so pale? (laughs) <laughs> why, why you are so pale he's right how come you are you were doing so good for a while and you're pale again because we recorded like in sunshine the last time it's dark again it's uh, why you are so pale can't hear it ain't i'm on the fence about signing up for the patreon can we expect any new ratings from dave 6.75 and 8.5 are solid enough but i want some premium ratings if i'm gonna be paying top of the mops dollar for the new show <laughs> eight out of five <laughs> eight. eight out of five I will never stop thinking eight out of five is funny. That's from Watson. Okay, since the Invisible Man is faring so well with critics and audiences, do you think any of the other classic monsters can return? We didn't answer and be the scary? other question. No new more ratings. ratings? <laughs> no. no new ratings. I'm Sorry. trying to breeze through these a Sorry. little bit. Sorry. Sorry. I'm For pulling a Christian now. Here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you think any other classic monsters can return and be scary again? If so, which director would you like to see take on the classics? Uh, no. And- I say no. And, and, and in all seriousness, I'll tell you why. The Invisible Man is something that you can do many things with. Where if you bring in Dracula or Frankenstein, how many fucking times are they? It's going to have to be the same story. It's been done too much. Invisible Man hasn't really been touched. 
So they do it. And that, that's a different concept. And what they're doing with this new movie is a different concept. How different can you change Dracula and Frankenstein and the Wolfman? I just don't see them being able to to go too far with it. Where the Invisible Man... The they've, done, of, they've done them enough. It, it's Right. You can't, Maybe Creature? Can't. Maybe Creature from the Black Lagoon? Or well, the Shape of Water. You just said Shape of Water. I yeah. know. You can't. You gotta go back with werewolves. They just haven't done a good werewolf movie in a long time. That Wolfman one that came out in 2010 was fucking bullshit. Fucking garbage. Or whatever, yeah, well, whatever year it came oh, out. Oh, fucking garbage. Maybe the Wolfman. shit. What a hunk of fucking dude. I mean, it's pretty easy. Guy gets bit by a wolf. And then goes through changes. What you can poop, make a good. What a poop pen that was. They should remake <laughs> Teen Wolf. Is what they should do. <laughs> make it more horror than comedy this time. I gotta be honest. Teen Wolf is better than most of the wolf movie, werewolf movies we've had. I like Teen list. Wolf. I'm not gonna. Uh, me too. I like Teen Wolf too. I do too. But Teen Wolf. Nope. Nope. You don't Would like you Teen Wolf? Watch? Give me I a do like Teen Wolf. Beer. Get me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a beer. Yeah. Um. Teen Wolf. Movie. Teen Wolf is good shit. I, I um. What else were you asking me about? Jeez Louise. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard the skeleton crew thing that that Alex did about freaking about the Teen Wolf in the bathroom? But he's actually jerking off. It's the most one of the most fucking best things I've ever heard on any podcast ever. You've got to fucking listen to that thing. I'll, dude, so fucking funny. And the the way the dialogue is used in that scene. You could think that he was talking about him being jerked. I, I don't even want to give anything away. It's brilliant. But anyway, Teen Wolf. Did I? I, I love Teen Wolf. Actually, there was something else. I'm, would you guys rather watch Teen Wolf two, Mannequin two on the move, or Arthur two on the rocks? Oh my God, Arthur two is one of my favorites. I love Arthur two. Really? Love. I love Dudley Moore, and I you love. Wow. I listened. To, I listened to that song like three days ago. I had a yearning to listen to that song. If you get caught between the moon and New York City. I love that song. Anyway. That was one of the questions. No, but I thought I'd give uh, give questions too. (laughs) We'll put that on our page. (laughs) Arthur 2 on the rocks, Mannequin 2 on the move, or Teen Wolf 2. How about that? We'll see what what wins. All right, Watson. I could ask how C and B have managed to get worse at introductions, 90-something episodes in. I could ask if someone will finally start editing the show after episode 100. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. I could even ask why the hell no one teases Christian about the TGIF 13 clip show. (laughs) For anyone wondering, that actually happened. (laughs) But real talk, gentlemen, I have such a love and appreciation for you guys, so I'm curious to know, can all three of you tell us what you believe is your single best review you have ever done on the show? I don't mean you as a group. I'm talking about a review where you felt that you brought the heat regardless of what the others were doing. Thanks, guys. Much love, always. Whew. I can't because I actually never think I do a good job. And I'm being very you serious. Do, I always, no, you, you don't. You're uh, right. Exactly. And I always just try to bring jokes. That's all I care about yeah, no, is you're, making jokes about it. Yeah, I really don't no, care you're about terrible. reviews. You're terrible <laughs> at reviews. Trust me. You are. I think C did a great job on The Innocents because he loves that movie. Did he, though? I don't even remember that, to be honest. I don't remember. And I'm not trying to, like, I honestly, when we're doing them, I, I even when I'm editing them, I'm holy shit, I can't articulate shit. I'm like, uh, like just a horrible, horrible podcaster. <laughs> but I'll crack some bad jokes. I feel like I did good on Blackout's Daughter. I agree with that. I think you did, too. 
Yeah, you guys brought the heat for that for sure. I remember that review. That review was fucking mint. Yeah. I'll tell you. How about the whaling? I'll give C a lot of credit on the whaling because he kind of turned me around on that one. That's such a talk- fantastic oh. movie. Yeah, you were wanna, way into I wanna, it. I want the harpoon of me. It was whaling so much. <laughs> <laughs> I will give myself credit. I will give all of us credit. But the one thing I'll give my credit for <laughs> is the Friday the 13th franchise. I worked really hard to to come up with as much fresh stuff that I haven't heard in any podcast before. I'll give myself credit for busting my ass between watching it and, and especially reading Crystal Lake memories and, and all the documentaries. Like, and just my general knowledge of trying to put what I think, and I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it without ego, I think that it is the best franchise done of Friday the 13th of any podcast. That is the only time I will give us I, I give our show that much credit. I think that alone is something that will stand a test of time. So I'll, I'll say that. There. Uh, I'll, so I'll take back what I said earlier, and I'll agree with that, because I think we did a fantastic job on that. I think we did a fantastic job on a lot of those major I franchise episodes. I think that one was, is the most epic. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for, for sure. Uh, I'll agree there. And we wanted it to be. And that's why it's great, because we could have failed. Because we tried so hard, and we covered it endlessly. And we've heard other podcasts talk about it, and everything else. And we really, a lot of times you put too much into it, you overthink it, and you end up fucking up because of it. But in this time, we did, we may have overthought. We put everything into it, and it came out just perfectly. It was fucking, as deaf a show could be, man, I'll tell you. Straight up. So I'm, I'm really, really happy with that. What? You answered already, did you not? You said yeah. the Black Coat's daughter, but you also, yeah. another one, there's a few that you've brought the heat. I'll, I'll tell you what Brandon brought the heat on that was really good was Southbound. His interpretation of Southbound was great. I did not. He, I, he, always, he, I always loved dissecting those really, you know, sort of uh, deeper deeper horror films we do and triangle like i love i love the year of the franchise but i always triangle feel like i always feel like i uh i don't know like i don't have as much to offer not that i, I don't want them in that word that way i always feel like you guys are the stronger ones on the franchises because you guys know the franchises in and out and even though i've seen them dozens of times also i just i don't retain them like you guys do so like i mean yeah i felt like i contributed to them but i feel like that's where you guys shined was definitely the year of the franchise i mean that phantasm show almost killed me <laughs> that, that, that phantasm. was fun that, that oh was... it was fun but like by by the time we were discussing the fifth one i'm like i don't know what any of these fucking movies are about and there, there's a bit of a balance because i find if you because it's going to come out wrong too because if you go too intellectual you're going to lose. Yeah. No, I'm not trying to make fun of Watson here because, but you're going to lose a core audience that I think appreciates the show for the entertainment side of things as well. So you've got to have you're that gonna balance. Say you're, I thought you were going to say you're going to lose a corridor. <laughs> 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 no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It, it, we, I mean, it's, it's, it's a that, You know, it's that happy medium of, of, of trying to give, give it your all. And then actually wanting a place in the top ten. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm man. kidding. What? You will not Watson. get me to say a bad word about Watson. <laughs> That's a, there you go. Word. Watson scored numerous top tens. His okay. show is awesome. Dave Dave knows. He, Watson I knows do. I'm just pissed, trying to piss him off with that review. He's, he's shitting on me in his thing. In a good way. 
It's yeah, Watson even wrote, I just know that there are going to be so many insults See? hurled my way during the reading of this question, courtesy of Christian mm-hmm. and Brandon. Thank God for Dave Z. Yeah, thank God for me. I'll Debbie... say something. Oh, God. I'll say something. I, hate I, I think <laughs> we have an underappreciated review that I, I don't think gets the love. And the reason is because of Watson. And this is a good, this isn't an insult. This is, I'm giving props to Watson because he did a definitive, excellent review where, where he really. He did what he really pulled a Watson on it, and it really kicked ass. And everybody talked about it, and it was hereditary. He had an amazing review of hereditary. But I think that our hereditary review, after his, was really good, and I think it's overlooked because Watson stole all the headlines with his. That's what Fuck I think. That guy. I think Fuck. that our hereditary review, we really did get into it, and there was questions posed, and we talked about different things, and went back and forth on it, and you know, uh, really had a deep discussion. And I think that, that, that that's kind of like an overlooked, really good review that we did. So that just occurred to me. Because we did on a, it, it, it was in a weird spot. We did Creep Show and Creep Show 2, and then we did Hereditary on the mm-hmm. same show. It's a, a weird mix. We yeah, wanted to talk weird. about it because we loved it so much. Yeah. But All we right, had to. It was, it, was, it was a Patreon. But anyway, yeah. Uh, Debbie Lid, Habers, Two Faces of Evil is the episode most people remember and in my opinion is the best uh i think we've all pretty much only seen the two episodes we reviewed tonight so i'm gonna have to check that one out i actually was gonna check that one out before the show but i didn't get a chance but i'm gonna check the rest of them out but two faces of evil is the one that she thinks is the best of that series is she says the one that most people remember and is in her opinion the best yeah all right checking it out right after we get Uh, this she also asked what upcoming movie you're most excited about. Uh, we talked uh, like Antebellum, Candyman, and Saw. And what movie this year so far has made you say, now this is horror? And like I said, I've only seen four from this year. One of them wasn't horror. The other three I haven't been thrilled with. So uh, Come, Come to Daddy has been the highest rated horror film for me so far this year at 6.5. So... Not 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 a great start for me, but uh, plenty I'm plenty I'm looking forward to. Right on Hansel. Sorry. Oh, there you go. I knew that was yours because I yep. can tell you don't go see a movie twice if you don't like it. What was yours, Christian? Come to Daddy. Oh, I, I'd say it's a, mine's a tie. Uh, come to Daddy with uh, V F W. Uh, yeah, I still got to check oh, yeah. that one out. I still got a lot to check. I probably out. give the edge to yep. VFW to be totally honest. Just a slight edge. Because I guess that yeah. would officially fall into horror more so. Yeah. Um, I'm going to watch it soon. Has anyone seen Color Out of Space? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, I have that on uh, upstairs waiting to watch it. Those are the next two movies I'm going to watch. VFW, Color Out of Space. See? I'm just going to slow. I, like, I'm still focused on the 100. I feel like after 100's over, then I'm just going to like 2020. Go, go, go nuts. You're still focused, aren't you? Done? Or, or are you yeah, no, but I'm still like I'm, I'm excited about that show. Like I'm just still thinking about that show. Like I'm not really. I haven't yeah. been watching a lot of movies this year, at all. No, I've watched forty like, people who follow movies in total, but just five. I've I've watched like sixty eight, <laughs> but like five or six of them are short films. Some of them are like ten minutes long. So I probably only watched about sixty movies. 60 feature-length films this year. I have not been watching a lot. And I watched yeah. a lot in January, so... I mean, it's March already. Last year at this time, I was at 250-plus movies. I'm at, like, 65. No shit, huh? Yeah. I don't know how many I have. 7, 8, 9, 10. I don't want to bore anybody, but I'll figure yeah, out. Yeah, I believe you were somewhere around 50, probably. I think you were, you were a little bit behind me. 
Dave Parker, Cushing, Lee, Price, Carradine, or Pleasance? You know, this. I feel like when we talk about Cushing, Lee, Price, or even Carradine, I mean, these guys were, even Pleasance, they were all in hundreds of movies each. Hundreds. And I, I you know, just scraped the tip of the iceberg with, with each of them, but I have to go with Pleasance strictly because of Loomis, because of Alone in the Dark, and because of Wake and Fright, which are just like three amazing movies, but uh, I don't know. I enjoy them all. Fuck, that's a hard one because... I have to say Loomis too because of the the just iconic nature of Loomis. Yeah. Or Pleasant. Yeah. They, they, but I do love Christopher Lee's Dracula and how scary yeah. he is as Dracula, just from the 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 visual pictures of him. If you see him in a in a book, he's he's scary shit. So that's iconic too. But I I think I'll give the edge to Donald Pleasance. Okay, who 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 was on that list again? Once more, Cushing, Lee, Price, Carradine, or Pleasance. Okay, as much as I want to say Pleasance because I love Loomis and everything, there's one actor on that list who, if I know he's in a movie, I will watch it. I will not watch every Donald Pleasance movie, but anytime you, someone says this is the movie with Vincent Price in it, I will watch it solely because Vincent Price is in it. So I have to take Vincent Price. Cool. So there you have it. Yep, fifty-two Kyle. movies. That's oh, that's my I that's my count. Price was on that too. Yeah, you know what? I'll agree. It's price. Price. Yeah. yeah. All right. Price you know what? You know what? After you guys change the price, I'm uh, gonna go ahead and stick with uh, Pleasance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle. Did you guys ever do top soundtrack rankings, not score? Did we ever do? Did we do we did soundtrack, soundtrack or score? As well. We did both. We did. Right? Yeah, because yeah, no, I think uh, Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, I, I remember talking about Return of the Living Dead. Uh, as with uh, their their soundtrack, I know we talked about it, but did we do an official like top five or top ten or top twenty or anything like that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Interesting, because I don't remember doing that. That's something. It's a good topic too, like actual music in the we'll film. Give that to you for with. with, with I you with know I would love to just I would love to just do like a list of uh, you know like a, a top ten or even a top twenty of just scenes when individual songs play. It doesn't even have to be that soundtrack. It just be like oh like a part in a movie where a song played oh i see what you're saying yeah just because that's i mean i mean like i, I don't listen to enough soundtracks so like like i talked about how i love like that sia song uh waving goodbye when it plays at the end right. of neon demon i just love right. that i think i feel like that just even adds to the movie you know the movie's over you're just seeing the character sort of roaming this uh this landscape and it's just really uh i don't know just it stuck with me or when they're dancing and carry to that song. Exactly. Oh, that it it almost fucking makes me tear up. Yeah. I, I feel so for what's gonna happen to her and the way she feels at that moment and what a tragic fucking story Dude, I, this actually I download, is. I here. downloaded that song oh. and I listened to that song over and those lyrics are fucking Dude, sad. When you and think the way they're it. sung, it, yeah. just, it just makes me emotional. Yeah. I, I I've never fucking actually shed a tear, but it definitely like you know yeah. hit me in the feels as they say. I uh, I went back to my oh, notes, and we do. I have a listing. I don't know when we did it on, of soundtracks, not scores, and mm -hmm. it was Return of the Living Dead. I even gave a shout out to Return of the Living Dead Two, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two, and Hardware as uh, Hardware. Like, I remember that some uh, it, soundtracks that were great. It was probably a question asked on a show like this, where someone just posed us a question or something, and we we just jotted a couple down. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt I it. Think it was. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's bang these last few out. Uh, 
If you had to get a tattoo of something, character or line of dialogue from a horror movie, what would you get and where? I would get lick my plate, you dog dick, tattooed on my ass cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> I would that? get... Or is that your uh, answer? Da- no, Dave Gabbard. No, that's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I would get a tattoo uh, on probably on my shoulder. Of tattoo from Fantasy Island, the little guy. You get a tattoo, a tattoo. What's it called? You you probably haven't seen the movie because you don't really watch a lot of non-horror. But uh, Adam Sandler movie, um, the one with Andy Samberg. Don't tell me somebody has a tattoo of tattoo. He's Adam Sandler's character has a tattoo of tattoo. I've been seeing it for fucking twenty something years. And he and goes, it. and he goes, deplane, deplane. <laughs> it's really funny. I can't that's believe my someone bo- else That's did. my boy. That's my boy is the name of the movie. Yep. He's yeah. got a tattoo, a tattoo. Oh, and no, but nobody laughs, but he finds it funny. That's a funny I think it's hysterical. Movie. I, yeah. It is a bad movie, but it's it, that's a guilty pleasure movie. <laughs> oh, I'll get another one on the other side. It'd be Black Phillip. It'd just be Black Oh, Phillip. that would be a good one. And he'd be saying, would you like to taste of butter? No, no, he wouldn't say that. <laughs> no, a pretty dress. I would, I would, I would, I would yeah. Saying. No, I'm just kidding. I, I would get Black Phillip on my ass cheek with how <laughs> likes to live deliciously. Right. <laughs> Your answers are all better than mine because I actually don't mind looking at people with tattoos and saying, wow, they did that. That's great. That looks cool. I never would I'd not pick one thing, not one scene, not one picture that I'd want tattooed anywhere on my body that I'd ever think I would never get tired of. So I would never do it. Okay, gun to your head. Guy breaks into your house right now. Oh, so they're going to cut off your cat's I'll the ear. <laughs> make you... <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, if I'm going to get a tattoo of, of, of C drinking cat piss. Of that. If I had uh, to get a tattoo, gun to the yes. fucking head tattoo, yep. I guess it would be Jason Voorhees. Very small... Thank you for week. thank you for really thinking outside the box on that. Why would I think outside the box? It's something I like, you fucking skunk. I'd get a sack head, but I'd be afraid that I'd run into on people. On your sack? They... <laughs> <laughs> well, ball sack. One ball has Jason sack head, one ball has Jason with a hockey mask. Oh, that would be <laughs> great, a hockey can. mask on your testicle. And then I'm going to dip them in soy sauce. <laughs> See if I can taste it still. <laughs> I want to try it. I haven't tried it yet. Maybe I'll order Chinese tonight. Uh, why do you I, have to, he always cool. says, why do you have to think outside the box? Why would I think outside the fucking box? If it's a tattoo, I don't want the first giving funny, place. silly, goofy answers, oh, and you're like, I want Jesus. He loves Friday the 13th. So fucking, fucking what? So do I. Boy. But I the thing a, is, I get a ten-inch tattoo of the thing on my cock. There's, there's a whole lot of minute here. <laughs> ten centimeters. Thing. Ten centimeter, you mean? The thing is eight letters. How do you have enough room for eight letters on your joint? Yeah. <laughs> what movie, Brandon? <laughs> All right, Travis Boone. We're on your rod. Over time. on Patreon. Looking forward to ninety-eight. What about Patreon? Travis, he gave his suggestion on Patreon. Jan Dubovin. So you won't review Fantasy Island nor The Invisible no. Man. What? Uh, what? We never said that. Fantasy Island, because I'm not going to watch it unless somebody Patreons it. Yeah, and everyone's universally panned that fucking movie, so I don't yeah. really. 
and I'm in no rush to review it. And this one, man, we review if somebody picked it for us. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, I want to see it now because I thought it looked like a hunk of shit, like I said, based on the first review. And now people are saying it's great. So now I'm really intrigued. I probably would have checked it out anyway because, let's face it, being called a hunk of shit hasn't stopped me before. Black Christmas, <laughs> The Grudge. I'll go see it if I want to see it. But now people, horror fans, are saying it was great. It was great for the most part. I'm interested now. Maybe we'll do Invisible Man next show if we already know we have Drift to Kill. I did not see that coming. I said, maybe. I said, maybe. Because I'm going to see it. <laughs> oh, because... <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's funny. Here's the problem. I'm seeing the movie on fucking Tuesday. We're not going to probably record until two two weeks from today. By the time we sit down and do it, I have no notes because I can't take notes (laughs) in a fucking theater. And I just got to sit there and try to remember what I saw in The Invisible Man 10 days before. Everybody and their fucking mother has talked about it already on Facebook by that point. Ad nauseum. Fresh and then we got to hear Fresh Cuts is now putting out reviews of the movies before they come out. Yes. And then we got <laughs> and then we got fucking uh, uh, Eminem, whatever the fuck their show. Uh, JP and Carly, Eminem, I call it. This is whatever. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is Meanwhile, he can't take the time to turn it H and H. H and H, I meant. Whatever. Double H M P. Um. I don't know why I said Oh, uh, look. I just got a message in the, in the Fresh Cuts chat. Invisible Man Wednesday. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? I swear to God, it's in there. <laughs> there you go. See, there's no room for that. They're going to do it. H&H. H. H&H is going to do it. Fucking. That's the problem. Now, I can't listen to fucking podcasts anymore because I don't get out to the show every fucking week. That's the problem. I ran out of po- It's so bad. You the can't podcast- get out to the show every week because it's not 1950 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> The podcast world is so fucking dormant now that I find myself going back and listening to old episodes of our show because there's nothing fucking to listen to anymore. After the because show, it, let's go to dude. the speakies. <laughs> That's all everybody does is the same fucking brand, which is fine if I could listen to it. But I don't go out and see Fantasy Island. I don't go out and see every movie. Fuck I'm it. glad that Fresh Cuts exists, and I'm glad that you know uh, H&H exists. And we're doing that's fine, Dresses Kill, Tombs of the Blind Dead, and we're bringing back Hereditary for a second. Yeah, review. we're doing fucking six on the, on the last show, just for the one last time. We're going to b- blow it. Fuck that. We're doing Dress to Kill. We know that much. <sighs> I don't know how we got on that. I don't know either. Because right, Jan had a question about uh, recent. Oh, Jan, things. yeah, just no. It was just so you, you won't review Fantasy Island or The Invisible Man. I no, of course we would. Hey, we'll review everything. Jan, join the Patreon yeah. and fucking give us twelve dollars and tell us what to watch and we'll watch it. How's that? Is it pronounced Jan and not Jan? I'm guessing it's Jan since it's a male, but it could be Jan. Yeah, it could be a boy's name, right? I don't know. What was that? Oh, <laughs> you know what movie I was about to quote? I swear to God, tell me if you know what what, what movie this line is from. Edith. Is a boy's name. I I feel like I know this. Me you too. Do, you do know it, and it's a movie I bring. I I've brought up intentionally every episode for like the last five episodes, but I wasn't gonna bring it up tonight. And Alone I just in the act- dark. Ghost Dad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that movie. It is from Ghost Dad. Edith. We should do a is commentary it- on that. Like just just to kill a Ghost Dad next episode. <laughs> Ghost Dad and the Invisible Man. How about that? That's a fucking pairing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> one's a ghost, one's invisible. 
No, no, no. Jim, Jim K said he sent it to you. Oh, this was the most hated horror movie tropes. Yeah. That would be a good topic for, you know, like, a, you know, just like you said, you dove into three of them before to do a whole episode on it. Yeah, we talked for or even a- just or even just do a bonus episode one day, like one of our bonus episodes. Maybe just talk about the tropes and stuff. Why not? And Adolfo, um, what would you guys think of an Edgar Wright directed remake of 85's House starring Simon Pegg as Roger and Nick Frost playing Harold? I think it's a good idea. I do, too. That's a fantastic idea. I'm not a huge fan of that movie. That last American hero guy always looks like he's smirking through everything. I, I find it looks like he's holding in a fart. Looks like he's I, holding in a I've fart. I've said this when we talked about it on 22 Shots when we guessed it on that 86 show. And that wasn't because it was 85, right, that it came out. But it was one of those ones that could have yeah. been considered for 86 or whatever it was. And then we said we weren't doing it. I had already watched it at that point. I realized... Uh, I don't mind that movie, but I, it's not... I didn't grow up with it. Like, I grew up with Fright Night. I didn't watch it as much for whatever reason. See, I did, but uh, but I think that's a good casting remake. Yeah. I think Simon Pegg is is funny, but also has range as an actor. And uh, I, I love him and Nick Frost together. And I think uh, Edgar Wright's terrific. It's a good call. So, yeah. I think it, yeah, it's a damn good idea, actually. Yeah. I'm down for it. it. It won't ever happen, I don't think, but it's a good idea. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah. That, was, that was the end, but I, I thank everyone because I, I put this up kind of late, but uh, thanks for all the responses and all the comments and uh, all the continued support. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Are you guys ready to wrap it up? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I think we are. It was a fun show. Good stuff. So, laid yeah. Thank back. you, everybody. Yeah, laid back with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. And my balls dipped in soy sauce. <laughs> uh, I, will t- I will try it one day. Do it. Okay, would you rather have your balls dipped in soy sauce or your <laughs> your Forget it. Or your, or your cat's penis dipped in soy sauce. <laughs> As usual. I, dumped balls in- As I usual, just had we don't know how to start off. or end the show. <laughs> Well, okay. We'll say thank you to everybody. The next show, we don't. Well, we know one thing we're doing, and that's it. But uh, yeah, thanks everybody for the questions. It, it really uh, made for a fun show. So we've had a lot of fun these last few hours, and yeah, we hope everybody's going to stick around after episode 100. Well, we know not everybody is, but um, anyway, we love you all, whether you're sticking around or not or whatever. We're always going to be here in some way, shape, or form. Come and, with uh, us. Yeah, come with us. Three dollars a month. Come with us. Yeah, word. But yeah, thank you, everybody. We will see you on show ninety nine. Many last words. Good night. Peace. Peace.